Tristan Tyler Blake, welcome back. We're back. That's in right. LA. We are in LA now. Yeah, closer to San Diego. I have a theory. You're uh, coming closer and closer to the uh, to the scientific oasis. Yeah. The richness of Southern California's topological network of genius is so saturated and we're only in the beginnings of exploring these diverse nodal clusters of brilliance i'm just so pumped so pumped i'm fascinated to look into the history you know i study uh, ancient rome and athens and uh, i see the birth of a new you know an empire of kindness you know or maybe a kingdom of kindness right and uh, and i'm always interested in the people that plant the seeds who are who is our pericles who is our uh, you know the people that planted these seeds into the ground that are currently pulsing with um with with inspiration yeah. and and that is attracting people and and cities do have gravity yes san diego pulled me and and i hope it's pulling you as hard yeah yeah it's a great way to to visualize it there is a massive gravitational pull and it's usually catalyzed by those that are planting the seeds and watering them that enable the growth of these flowers that have these aromas that are attractors for the cross-pollination of these new nodes to arrive and give birth to these ideas huge huge there's a there's a profound synthesis also that's yet to happen between norcal and socal at a deeper level marrying the silicon valley with the entertainment dissemination of memes Mm -hmm. And so if those two can sort of synthesize at a deeper level, California is the sixth largest economy in the world as a state by itself. And so we have a work to do here in the state, including the San Diego, where we can and Central Valley, which is the agricultural mm -hmm. heaven also the of fruit basket, the planet. Yeah, because yeah. it's a, th a third of all of our vegetables in the U.S. come from there and two thirds of all of our fruit and nuts come from there. Let's. Let's rock it into, I love the theme of the episode, screenshots of imagination. Out of, <clears throat> out of everybody that I know that is sort of obsessed with the idea of systematizing creativity, accelerating creativity, maximizing our ability to use these technological tools that are so democratized now to actually be able to take those screenshots of imagination and then turn them into these beautiful creative projects that we execute in the world you're actually doing it because a lot of high level genius talks about this process but you're actually doing it and we'll we have a really good demo to show you we have a couple cool things that we'll be showing you before we unpack that let's head into the journey specifically within the journey what made you who you are today to be pursuing the star that you care about so much yeah well, I, I believe every every journey uh, begins with an invitation. So I want to kind of invite you to do some push-ups with me. I love it. You I know, love just it. let's let's it. get let's active Ooh, and 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 this is uh, this is not only for us. This is if you're out the there. audience at home. Yeah, do you know some push-ups. I love it. Boom. Eight, 
Tristan's at like 25, everyone. <laughs> Actually, that, that's a great feeling, though. Tristan's at like 40. No, no. No, he's literally at like 40. I'm not even joking. He might be at 70 now. I usually hit 70. <laughs> he, the wider one? And now he's doing wide grip ones. I think he might be getting to 100 soon. It's pretty inspirational. I love it. I'm already jacked from 10. Wow. Now the knee kicks? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. What's our next squats, abs? Yeah. Yeah, now you're probably, yeah, now you're probably really ready for the, for yeah. the show. Yeah. I love starting meetings like that. Yeah. That's good. Because the team gets... Right at Pumped. the beginning, yeah, it's like, yeah, I love that. I love that. But what's also important is after you work out, to capture your breath, to... So how fast can you restabilize your breathing? Um, and I like to experiment with this and to try to catch my breath, you know, because one thing that COVID has taught us is that breathing is a, um, is a luxury. So when you recognize that and when you wake up in the middle of the night, if you're a smoker, let's say, and your lungs are, you know, full and it's hard to breathe, you start to recognize the the power of breathing the the actual privilege of breathing yeah and that's why i quit smoking hookah yeah about a year and a half ago yeah you know and and i used my technology infrastructure to support my new habit or at least the loss of a previous habit yeah yeah twenty thousand breaths a day and the more awake you are the more you realize that they come from the photosynthesis of phytoplankton and trees that that's where the o2 comes from and the more that you connect to that the more you realize the whole of everything the oneness that unity god consciousness and it's actually quite amazing because then you basically leverage that as a channel to all of the creativity that you do in the world so yeah take us into the journey yeah yeah so and thank you for joining me for that invitation i love it you know, this journey starts, and my history, we'll get into this in future episodes to truly uh, parse the history. A lot of it is missing. Yeah. Um, a lot of it's been lost over time, uh, multiple lifetimes, right? Uh, three lifetimes now, rotating. You lose, you lose things along the way. In fact, uh, I was telling a friend earlier today that I've lost more in this lifetime than most people have ever had mm. and and when you realize that and you kind of sense I've lived for a hundred years through books movies uh, through my own experiences when you live at an intensity that that uh, I experience right in, a, in a, a resolution which takes in a lot of data 
you have to learn what to do with all this information. It's, it's overwhelming yeah. if your metabolism isn't trained, right, to take all of that yep. high-quality nutrition, that data. Mm-hmm. And if there's a lot of bad data, and some of the things that we are learning today is that what we were taught in schools and even at home, it has been to the best of our time. We've done the best with what we had, but now we have true clarity on uh, certain scientific concepts right computational sciences have revealed to us the nature of our reality to to in many respects mm-hmm. um and and it's a blessing right now to to be able to search this search engine of not only the internet but our own unconscious yeah. which is a search engine yep. right uh, it it computes and processes and you're the one that delivers the answer you're the external device on a on a machine which is hidden from you. The complexity of your mind is is uh, masked from you. This dark geometry going on inside of your mind. You think right now, but you don't know what are the the underlying components that compose these um, marvelous thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. So it sounds like within where you came from and where you are today you sort of see it as a big amalgamation of complexity and data that you're beginning to scratch the surface of and dive deeper into the iceberg that's below the surface and that's that's a profoundly important analogy for us to all really aim to truly become gnostic individuals and beings in that sense and yet Today's computational infrastructures enable a decent amount of the beginnings of that process. Yeah, the early adopters. The early adopters. Like, yeah, so Tristan will definitely be unpacking how he's trying to rocket that, especially the visualization and the creativity and all these types of things. And so then would you say that that was sort of the, the formation of your... North Star mission was really around seeing the depth of the computational renaissance enabling the visualization and the higher resolution of these datas. So this is quite a recent development. I mean, I I picked up on uh, machine learning uh, when I was still uh, in New York. This was about four or five years ago. I saw that something was changing and it would would transform our society and and our lives. And I wanted to know what what it was out of curiosity. Uh, but before that, I actually studied the humanities and uh, did a lot of traveling uh, around Asia, around the Middle East, around Europe. Um, and, and I studied kind of esoteric topics, uh, religions, uh, uh, different spiritual you know, systems, um, m- more as an anthropologist and kind of amateur historian, right? a lot of ancient Greek mythology, uh, which gave me a lot of context and also a lot of tools, a tool set that I could use to um, to repair my traumas. Uh, and I, had a, I have a lot of traumas from childhood um, that I had to repair. But I picked up on the fact that technology could be used to assist me in, in uncovering truth and, on, and recording or capturing beauty yeah. when I found it. Yep. Uh, I found a lot of ugliness in this life. And I found a lot of beauty, and uh, and I've learned to to distinguish between the two, and to select for one of them. 
So all of these demons, uh, you know, they still haunt you. But if you know how to find love and compassion and beauty and, and these other uh, um, elements, these other uh, spirits, sometimes they walk right into the room with you and you drop to your knees. It feels like your whole body goes cold, like, like you can't move. And, and these spirits pass through you, spirits of history, uh, spirits of uh, literature, uh, spirits of death. Right. If you've ever met death alone in your room and I've met it two or three times, okay, you come away with a new appreciation for uh, sunshine and, and one more single breath yes. is enough yes. to make it all worth it, all of the struggles. Yes. One more breath. One more breath. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense that you had that sort of synthesis background across different planetary spiritualities, philosophies, areas of knowledge. And you also saw the machine learning renaissance happening and that that fusion makes a lot of sense on your background. Yeah. And I think uh, instinctively, so I was pulled to San Diego um, uh, in my past when I was a little bit younger, I, I was running away from something. This might be a theme uh, potentially of my of my current. I mean, this this week, right? Um, uh, I recognize that I no longer run from my fears. I run towards my fears. Yes. Uh, I've recognized uh, over these past experiences that behind every fear, that's where your passions hide. Mm. Like they play hide and seek from you. Mm -hmm. Childhood fantasies and, and, and desires, they hide behind your fears. And the moment that you unlock that fear, that you, that you mature through it, yep. uh, you, you, your trauma disappears in that area and it uncovers a childhood passion that you once wanted to ex explore, but you were, you were cut in that, whether through a, a relationship that was toxic or uh, some kind of, uh, you know, just trauma, which which stuck with you throughout your life, and I, I'm not afraid anymore. I'm not afraid of anything. Yes. Um, which, yes, which has allowed me to pursue my passions without resistance. Mm -hmm. And and I think that's also another theme that I've been discovering in the silence of the last you know few months uh, since COVID hit. Um, um, I've been alone for for quite some time, and and in that. Um, alone time, I recognize that uh, I have the opportunity to think and to clearly uh, hear my own ideas, my own, That's my right. body. I get to listen to my body. So I started dancing. Yes. I started listening to my, to music, to sound. And, and I actually brought a guitar the other day. So uh, I intend to Excellent. start playing that. Yeah. So, yeah. So fears, uh, they they once you figure out a way to approach it um if you have a methodology you can uh, you can overcome your fears and I, I guarantee you will always find a treat at the end uh, something waiting for you that you've been waiting to find a very long time yeah the north star is beautiful in that when we take these leaps of faith especially running towards fears that were usually gifted with incredible treasures on the other side. And 
we must see that archetype and we must see it across the millions of people that have lived and that it's a such a common perennial one that it hopefully can land in everyone's hearts today in modernity after seeing all of the, the trials and, and errors of people in the past. And hopefully that that's how we can one of the ways in a in a psychological and spiritual sense uh achieve the the gifts at the same time we need the f from that place as we do pursue that we usually end up like i was saying a little bit ago we end up being a channel for some of the highest morals ethics these types of things and then everything we architect regarding this computational renaissance everything we architect is there's no moral or ethical issues that come with it and I think this is a really interesting example with what you'll be showing us with Synapse because what's what's happening is that right now people feel this exclusivity. They feel exclusion in a sense. It's a exclusive stakeholding because you have, we all have the, all of the social companies that have an asymmetric relationship with the users where there's a, very extractive style relationship of my psyche and that there's no there's no real co-creation in the process and there's no and it would be as one of the examples that I use a lot it would be so beautiful to be able to have data interoperability between all the companies leverage machine learning to find the profound insights across all of the data and then be able to visualize that on an individual basis for what profound ways that I can increase my longevity, increase my North Star success, increase my enlightenment. And this is really the ethos of chapter six, AI coach and high level perception. And that that right there also happening on a planetary level, it being scale invariant where a country can see that data insight and the planet can see the data insight. Mm -hmm. The way you're architecting synapse makes me feel like it's a co-creative relationship with the users. It's not an extractive one. It's not based on uh, the monopolization of asymmetric data control, things like that. And so that's actually a key, I think, insight is as we become more fearless and run towards those, those barriers, those adversities, those tests of faith leaping into our North Stars, we usually find these massive gifts, which is we become better architects of the more beautiful world that we all want to mm -hmm. live in. Actually, that's one of my primary goals is not only to provide people with this technology, but to actually teach them how to architect it themselves, the basic principles. Uh, I don't want them to be limited to my applications. So I have several apps that I've uh, that automate aspects of your life. They they create an external memory bank and a connection with the, the universe or with other technology. So one collects my to-do lists and uh, there's a fairly intricate uh, program management suite behind that. One of them collects my social relationships and that goes off of my uh, social networking research. Uh, so at home, I, I believe people can invent their own labs and uh, uh, you know create essentially research applications to see how do people react to um, certain certain data, certain uh, um, psychological experiments, you know, uh, everything is an experiment. So you get to architect these uh, social networks at home in your homemade laboratory. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, and I, be I believe the next generation of labs is going to be uh, feet away from your kitchen, inches away from your living room. It's your computer. It's yeah. your VR headset, right? Yes. I love the vision that you have. We're not just giving fish. We're teaching how to fish. And the creative unlocking that's going to happen by doing that process is massive it would be like an analogy is basically like if any of these major tech giants had a again a co-creative relationship with the users where there was more of a inclusive feedback loop on the creative explorations of what the technology is actually possible of unleashing mm -hmm. and so i love that because by empowering the the architect themselves the conscious agent themselves to unleash their creativity given the fact that you actually give them the tools and the curriculum that enables them to do that creative process that's way more in a sense empowering than the asymmetric relationship we were talking about earlier one of the things that uh, that i'm fascinated to explore is so you give this to a high performer somebody that's really kind of very high performance as is um and how much will this boost their productivity by their time management? How much time will it save in order for them to reuse it on, on creative or computational tasks rather than organizational or structural architectural tasks? Yes. And you, you would un yes. you, people underestimate how much time they spend looking up uh, information over and over again. That's right. Um, uh, so, so the, you know, this high performer, it will increase their productivity. And then the, the essentially the, compound interest on on the time they save over a lifetime could uh, create a massive amount of of creative potential yeah. but for people that are everyday users and, and not let's say super users or not yeah. a, a hyper kind of productive people um it will just help them make shopping lists uh, little lists of you know hey I, I wanted to buy my mom a bouquet of flowers and the only the delta between them actually them thinking that and them doing that is they have to open an app, they have to type it in, they have to put it in the right place and tag it or catalog or register it, and then they have to execute it. And th this kind of stages of, you know, from um, from idea to action, there's several steps involved. And, and I believe this entire process can be consolidated yep. into, a, uh, you know, a, uh, uh, a double click. And it opens up some kind of, uh, you know, uh, technology. And, and I, I will show this on the screen a little bit later. Mm -hmm. It captures the idea and then you rapidly catalog it where it belongs. And the example I want to use for that is um, uh, when you wake up and let's say your house is dirty. Uh, uh, if you want to clean it, 60 to 70% of the, of the, of the pileup of the socks or whatever um, if you had the ability to click it and send it to the right bucket right away, let's say the laundry basket, 60% of your problem is probably one or two items. And then three or four other ones are very selective, highly detailed kind of specific thought where you actually have to do some creative or, or you know, contemplation. And if I, my goal is to let people focus entirely on the computational side and user, uh, um, Co you know, cognitive search engines to solve those kinds of problems and let the organizational or structural parts be a methodology rather than something people have to reinvent every single time they want to clean the room, which is cur the current state yeah. of affairs. I like how you provide this visualization for people of the procedural steps of this process where you call it a you call it a delta from the thought of wanting to 
embark on some sort of a process and that there being these multiple steps along the way that actually get you to the the output of what you want to successfully do and the consolidation of that into the thought action boom that kind of thing is very much so the biotech neurotech future that we're talking about with things like Neuralink which we'll unpack a little bit more in a bit but the most I think a very friendly example for people also is especially for those that have websites this is a very common one is that we spend I would say it might be somewhere around two days per year on website management as in needing to deal with the domain needing to deal with the host needing to deal with the whoever you're using for the design space all these pieces and if maybe the card information didn't get processed one time and the site goes down and then you have to spend a half day on the telephone with the organization to get everything active again, all these types of things. So the point being that that's one activity and that's two days per year potentially of time. That's only one activity. Yeah. yeah. And so there's potentially dozens of these structural activities that occur that are not actually creative and they're more of the foundational that you've already done five times in the last five years you've already spent two days a year the last five years doing this stop we need to stop we need to make the architectures that enable us to stop doing those so we can spend the time on the creative so it might actually be something like a month a year or something on all of these imagine what it would be like to have a month when i'm standing in traffic uh, i think not about kind of the time uh, not about oh you know there's traffic uh, uh, but i I'm, i go all of these people have their time being wasted that's right and 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 we could it's being stolen from them by uh, by this organization by essentially you know bureaucratic kind of inefficiencies yeah. uh, and uh, i would love to give this time back to people so that they could spend it on themselves or on others and and one of the interesting concepts that I wanted to kind of develop is uh, so this project right from from uh, concept to creation essentially uh, that delta uh, sometimes this project is just a bucket uh, it, it could you know uh, we'll talk about Quark Park a little bit later today and uh, that's a bucket that I'm I'm collecting ambiently throughout the day I'm collecting insights. Uh, concepts brand ideas whatever it is and i'm throwing it in there uh, uh throughout the day uh, i actually currently don't have time you know if i recorded the idea and I, I had to parse it for its quality and and truly tag it uh that would be too expensive computationally on a on a minute-to-minute basis but i just have the ability to throw concepts into the appropriate buckets so think of it as a digital backpack with near infinite uh, scalability and you just you throw ideas in there and you just tag them enough to know where to find them later. Yeah. So you can collect, well, how much, how much, how many ideas can you host at the same time? What's your hosting capability for projects, let's say? Yeah. You often find people that are at maximum capacity with the projects that they're currently working on. And, yep. and you realize that that's a time and computation problem. That's a, that's an information manage, that's an information system kind of, uh, uh, block mm, i 
see. Yeah, so this is interesting. So the whole idea of being maxed out on projects, there's room to actually have more. But yeah, and we're just not accessing it because of all the fundamental things that are repetitive that we're doing. Yeah, yeah. that's an interesting perspective. And then the, the other one that sort of came up that I thought could be really interesting for what you were saying was that it's another super relatable one. You bring up when we were talking about this with Zeb Kroll on the show, who's uh, one of the L.A.'s up-and-coming music producers, and he's so obsessed about creating the absolute best ambisonics, screens, chairs inside of autonomous vehicles Mm. because he wants people to have the peak level experiences of creativity focus meditation bliss joy peace all those emotions when they're going to be in 10 years sitting inside of the vehicles that will enable us to be in different states of mind than stressful driving and so he's thinking like we're unlocking literally potentially trillions of hours on a planetary level yeah of time to do non-stressful driving a but to do creative so this yeah. is the scale of of that we're talking about also one last thing so that it's i like really a creative liked. tax that we're paying right now it's for incompetence tax. that's what it feels like creative tax for incompetence i like that a lot too that's a good one i like yeah. that one that's a good one and, and in a sense it's Hold also on. yeah creative let's, task for incompetence so let's uh, use this in the wild creative tasks for incompetence uh, uh, repeat it again and actually well this is yeah repeat it and i'm going to show you what that creative yeah. tax for incompetence so you see even in a fraction of a second if i was alone i might have uh, i might have lost that yeah insight and i believe and trust me when you're walking down the street and you have that brilliant insight it could be next to you know you're just walking down the street and you get that uh, um idea go ahead see, see you think you're going to remember it that business idea that will eventually is inevitably going to emerge. Um, you know, that, that thing that you wanted to do, ah, oh, you forget about it. Well, uh, with a system like this, now you can capture those things and uh, I'll work on this later uh, after this interview, but it's here and it's not going anywhere. Like a bunny just popped out. We, we had a cat on the car. Uh, just yeah. like a bunny pops out. Think about this. Every time you want to pull out your phone and take a picture of that beautiful bunny, that, that beauty that just emerged from, the, from divine nature, by the time you whip out your phone and go to your camera app, the bunny is gone. Yeah. The same thing with inspiration. Same thing. And that's why it's screenshots. That's why it's of imagination and yeah. inspiration. That's right. Yeah. Hundred percent amen to that. Cause we're a lot of us that are hyper creative are swimming in the ocean of ideas and we're trying to anchor these ideas inside of our execution strategies, but that they're swimming away so quickly. So I also like the idea of the just tax on incompetence in general because that can also be thought of like where in the autonomous vehicle example or in if you look at the golden gate bridge or the bay bridge in the bay area as well we basically have or the la freeway systems in new york all these different cities across the planet as well the idea is that about a hundred years ago or so we were realizing that that vehicles were going to be transporting humans, but that we saw that there were approximately one out of every, however many people that was a, a 
it was a much larger amount of people that did not have access to vehicles back then. And so the, the roads were built for that foresight for just a couple of maybe a decade or two down the line. Okay, maybe a more some more people will get cars. But now where such a large portion of the population owns motor vehicles for transit mm-hmm. are actual roads as Elon talks about he talks about it being a two-dimensional grid mm-hmm. and but we build up in buildings in three dimensions mm-hmm. and so then that's our big problem and so that's why boring's trying to go down because then you have a three-dimensional structure underground as well for that and so that style of foresight though in terms of not paying a tax i don't want to pay the tax on our creativity which is that we're sitting in cars stressed because we didn't have the foresight to think guys maybe we should be monitoring the amount of data of cars being purchased across the planet and upgrade our road infrastructures that style of, of thinking and the same style of thinking can be thought about with things like why is Brazil and Congo right now being short-term incentivized to destroy the rainforest and the biodiversity in order for short-term economic growth? Yeah. We can actually create a better long-term economic growth mechanism for them to preserve the biodiversity, to preserve mm-hmm. the rainforest in the area, yeah. and to gain greater economic flourishing in other paths. But we need to have that indigenous seven-generation principle that mm-hmm. will actually enable that. Yeah, and and this entire concept like transportation, energy infrastructure, this goes into a, a, a taxonomy I call a synthetic infrastructure. It's a biologically driven uh, um, infrastructure in the city, which you breathes right the wires breathe the yeah. city the city breathes with you it, it it's a biological life form and uh, you and know that's the, why the the blockages in the arteries are what traffic is yeah yeah yeah, yeah ex- exactly um you know uh, ancient egypt i mean the, the like the legacy of their civilization they left us uh, the pyramids and and athens left us you know the parthenon and uh kind of what what will we leave behind what what is the uh uh, the ode to civilization, and and I want to, I, I I think that we should have mo- a little bit more ambition today. I'm kind of unsatisfied by the ambition of our current. Likewise, it's almost like we got settled with the social media, and now we're just complacent. Yeah. And by the way, social media, I I that's like first or second generation. These third generation social networks are going to be built by anthropologists. Uh, they're going to be able to tweak very specifically the culture. Culture is a tool, a tool set for identifying beauty in the world. Every tea ceremony you watch focuses on a different aspect of beauty. And, and a culture is a, is a toolbox, just like technology. You know, I hang out with a lot of these um, uh, musician and, and kind of like spiritual types. I have a lot of fun uh, dancing uh, with them freely, right? And, um, and oftentimes this population comes with a, with a fear of technology, almost a resistance to it. Um, this this uh, kind of fighting position that they have with it, like, oh, it's trying to take over my life and control me. And I try to help them understand that it's just another tool. Every tool can be used, every instrument uh, can be used as a tool or a weapon. Every single one. Uh, And I believe virtue helps us identify what are tools and to hide the weapons. Because, uh, you know, between you and me, I mean, uh, uh, to start with the genesis of a lot of this, I've destroyed the world in my mind many times. Full destruction and rebuilding, destruction and rebuilding, different tools, different instruments, future ones, past ones. Mm-hmm. And and you get in the end to the conclusion that it's just people. They're do, doing the best 
with what they have, and if you free them uh, from the slavery of their uh, kind of human condition, and and their you know if you look at people, uh, they're trying to do the right thing, and and sometimes they do it for the if, the wrong way, but people are cute in that sense. They they try to do the nice thing. They're trying to help their mother. They're trying to do these things. Uh, they love their families. It's a, it's a very uh, a beautiful thing when you truly look at humans and and you start to you start to um w when covid hit i kind of saw what was going to happen next the simulation right imagine uh, imagine falling to your knees and feeling the next uh, 3 3.5 million people die in front like you can feel that right you can feel the holocaust absorb it through your bones your bones hurt uh, th uh, this is a different type of um a kind of not empathy but there's a word for a collective yeah. pain a collective consciousness a collective emotion so if you study history uh, in order to truly appreciate it to appreciate the downfall of rome or the death of carthage right um the destruction of carthage by by um uh, scipio uh, africanus uh, you you have to feel the pain of a death of of an entire civilization and, and the loss of all of their miraculous culture which has beauty and and literature and poetry that's all lost and we will lose it again this is a, this is a constant of history of civilization if, if you study it well enough uh, and we will all of this all of this these questions that we can now ask freely on the internet you have a godlike power to ask and answer any question in real time right now hey Google what is the nature of the universe Th that's doing something and when we open that, it will give a pretty profound answer about neuroscience or the cosmos. We know about the Big Bang. You know, we, we, we've come this far. Uh, and we're going to lose. Oh, it's all going to be wiped away. Uh, and it usually happens during epic cycles or epic periods. It's a period of about 50 to 100 years where uh, there's such a radical, rapid evolution in human cognition and consciousness that uh, that uh, the forces uh, of, of of our species kind of the, the train of gas and brakes literally rips it apart it feels like that's about to happen right now with fiat currency dying and the decentralized social fabric emerging of bitcoin and cryptocurrency <laughs> ethereum and ethereum yeah of course <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah absolutely yeah because no. you want oh, yeah. you want to be programmable smart contracts and applications this is no. th that's that's absolutely right and then the, the what do you think is going to happen you th you know meaning wh where do you think it's going to go do you think these ancient systems that are that, how much does a wire take three days in a bank are you kidding me what yeah. There's, that's, that, that's a lot of friction that we're describing from here to here is so much friction that's going to be collapsed. Yeah. And then I really liked your your digital backpack that you brought up. I think that's another really good way to visualize it is that um, the profundity of capturing a thought like right now what happens to me is that when something profound happens between the guest and I, the best that I can do is sort of right now be able to create a tiny little note to myself just right here about it and then aim to do my best uh, to integrate that note into my digital backpack and that that's probably the best that I can do right now. Um, and then the sort of next step is to see if the 
ability to parse for these key insights like we had with the tax. And I think we should probably jump into yeah. the demo. Yeah, why don't we show them instead of teasing them? And then I just want to say with the digital backpack, we'll, we'll go right into Synapse. With this digital backpack, the most exciting thing for me is that I already have these like 4,000 plus Evernote files. I already have these 700 plus interviews, all of these different kind of stuff. And so what I want to do is I want to be able to have the my artificial intelligence coach. I want the algorithms to basically be on the continuous process of parsing for these key insights like, oh, the tax, the creative tax on lack of foresight, right? Stuff like that. And then to throw that in the backpack, organize it in a way that helps me be able to not only retrieve it later, but to combine it with other ideas, do synthesis and stuff like that. So yeah, let's, um, let's jump into this demo. This is the, so this is the Synapse demo. Do you want to give them a little background on Synapse? Yeah, sure. So, you know, actually these ideas that you capture, these bunnies of beauty in real time, um, uh, when you capture them, you need to, uh, they're, they're useful just as a kind of just as a note and, and, and that, that problem has been solved, but to add a little bit of context and, and that's what Synapse does. It adds uh, layers of context uh, uh, to these strips of thought. So let's just say uh, we have a thought right now, some kind of um, uh, idea comes out. Uh, in it uh, is contextual data, like for example, the time that it was captured. That's relevant. If I had biometric data, that's right. It would be your heartbeat or your neuro signature, which yeah. you would be able to then train. I mean, I mean, how else are you going to it's train beautiful. these headsets? It's how beautiful. else? Yeah. Uh, uh, so it's pretty obvious. I mean, these things, and they become obvious once you once you follow the thread so far that the ne next thread begins. Yes. I love that. I love so that. here, I have it ready. If, if you All want. right. So we have the, as you guys can see, we have Synapse, which Tristan built. It's, he's got it up right now. That's his, his landing page in the background or his website in the background. The link's in the bio below, innovation-labs.co. And they find the link in the bio below. And he's got all of this awesome content there for uh, the co-network. And so... Let's um in on the right side of the screen right now you're you're observing his um phone background which are we are we getting um a signal I just want to ensure that yeah. we're that we're let me let me test it so we'll test it quick let's follow the thread okay let's give it a quick looks like we might need a quick I'll rest I'll give this a quick restart you give yeah. yours a quick restart and yeah. then we'll we'll so that they that they can actually get the. Yeah, All right, so we're, we're about to connect. Yeah, we're about to connect for you guys. Give us a moment. We're using a, a mirroring software for Tristan's phone to be wireless with our uh, NDI scan converter that's then bringing it into the stream. So we're, we're Here, connecting right mirror. now. Boom. Access, start, okay. All right, so, okay. So we are... Let's see, I already changed it. Okay, okay there, you should All see. All right, so... Now we're on, okay, now we're on uh, Tristan's screen on there on the right. This is a test note of inspiration. Okay, perfect. So, uh, so let's say you've captured a thought. Um, and so in this exact, uh, it looks like the, in the, what we had is we had it begin to Tristan basically, he double clicked the, uh, lock button is that what yeah, it is? Yeah, the Bixby button. The oh, the Bixby button yeah. on the Samsung. So he yeah. double clicks the Bixby button. It 
it begins to listen to what he's saying and then he's saving that into his note we'll go we'll do this just we'll go through this one one more time because i want to actually yeah. get the yeah the yeah the experience yeah get the get the exact experience yeah uh, there's a lot of softwares running here that's kind of the um clo 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 just close oh clo the, yeah close let me close it there yeah, you go that's yeah, a good idea yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, we're, we're actually running, we're running software on Tristan's phone and we're running software on my computer and we're running another, there's like four layers of software actually yeah, that are yeah. happening. So it's a big stack. And, and that is the, um, that's actually the, uh, Oh, that's an the, impeding of creativity. That's like, an impeding of, but it's also yeah. the opportunity right now. It's, opportunity, yeah. it's also the opportunity for people to truly, uh, uh be able to build, uh, early versions early versions of this technology and to, uh, be able to capitalize on, uh, Innovation. Okay, perfect. It should be capturing it now. So now that we've captured that, let's see if it gets it. Did it freeze it? Did it get it? Come on, come on. Get the last, get the last word. Get the last word. <laughs> All right, oh! there we go. Yeah, there we go. So, uh, so in addition to capturing Ooh. the uh, the initial thought, and, and again, uh, so we're talking about you. Do you want to save? Oh, you, do you want yeah, to yeah, show that? Okay, yeah. okay. So the idea is you're, you're kind of walking, and, and all of a sudden you, you have a moment, and you just open your phone. It starts recording. Boom, you capture your thing. Now you want to label it, and uh, I've created these labels. Uh, I'm going to scroll them. We'll see when it adapts. So you, so you added just a hashtag, and then that's where you're able to label it. Yeah. Okay. And now yeah. you're scrolling through all of your different labels. Yeah. So these are labels that I've uh, created in the past. So watch, listen, play. Let's say you gave me a recommendation for some anime or some movie to watch. It would immediately go into this. Uh, so what do we have here? Early version. So we're just going to call this uh, digital infrastructure. That's a course I'm creating right now on, yep. uh, on how to, um, how, how to do this. Anyway, uh, click send. Boom. Gone. Now we continue our conversation. And uh, so you see how, how rapid that was to capture insights, store it. Yeah. And later on, again, tonight or maybe next week. Uh, and I'll actually show you where this all oh, okay. goes. One sec, one sec. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right, we're back. Yeah. So let me let me show you this. So, okay. so this is opening uh, a software called Dakota, which has uh, which is going to profoundly change the world. Uh, this is kind of like the birth of a Google or or just some radical technology so i encourage everyone to look into that i built this suite on top like the building blocks uh i used on top of their system to host it so uh and you could build a here let's see if that loads one, one sec yeah you want me to reload it yep we're, we're reloading right now yeah, let's try so, it. yeah so yeah, did, so did you did you you showed us synapse there is coda different than uh so so uh coda is uh, kind of think of it as like a wordpress for um, organizational apps, essentially, mm. right? I call it a Photoshop for organization, and it's a radical new technology. It just got released. It's pretty. It's pretty new. Uh, I would say Notion would be a, a competitor of theirs, but uh, but let's be honest. Um, um, for the people that uh, build real data infrastructure, uh, there's no substitute. Sorry. So um, okay. So now this is Coda. Yeah. So okay. this is Coda. Opens. Okay. So we just opened up my homepage. Uh, I've designed this, and again, uh, when you open it on your kind of you open up Coda on your own, it's going it to be just a blank page. So I've engineered a, uh, a, an algorithm for capturing um, um, different things. So you see here, the, the first thing is a reverie cleaner, and that's where I clean um, reveries or, or, or thoughts that I've captured throughout the day. Uh, data diary that actually captures um, every thought I've made per day and, and uh, uh, per week. So here you see, I, I did a big data transfer, so that's why that's that many. Uh, here's my workouts, and uh, anyway, so th there's a lot of data there. Uh, let's go back here. 
um, mythologies. This is a very interesting category. It actually captures the my in your mythologies. Oh, interesting. That's the play there. I, I like that. The, yeah, the my in the mythology. That's so I have, I have an aggression problem. Like, uh, you know, I guess where I grew up or whatever, I had to survive. And, and uh, anyway, um, I, I want to uh, lower my intensity, but uh, maintain my, uh, my presence and drive. Okay, cool. So you need to regulate these things. You need to control them and, and kind of uh, um, don't let your just emotions uh, um, um, affect your environment because of the people you love. So you need to develop ways to regulate your uh, compassion, your conflict, your contradictions, uh, your creativity. Is it scrolling there? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Your energy, your family, your fears. And this captures everything, things that I'm grateful for. And I don't know, maybe let's just jump into that, I guess. Uh, things that I'm grateful for. Um, th these are just things that I've, that I've, did it jump in? It, yeah, it should have jumped in. Yeah, looks like. Yeah, I think it's gonna load. It's gonna give it a couple of seconds. So. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's see if it. Let's see if it does uh, load. In. Okay. Yeah. So. And so in these are different. Under each one is. Or now, do your hashtags go into Coda as well, or you you gotta you gotta yeah, yeah. describe yeah, your, yeah, yeah, your sure, digital sure. backpack. Sure, sure, sure. To you, it all makes sense, but yeah, to us, yeah. yeah. So actually, it's 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 a you know it's a combination of tools, right? You have to jerry rig and hack these things together. So the app that you saw initially, that's actually Todoist popping up their quick uh, their quick uh, action pop up, um, and there I I then um, simulate a click on on my screen. Uh, on Google Gboard, uh, which is my um, keyboard, it simulates the click for the uh, recorder button. And so it starts recording and it was 350 milliseconds after the app opens. Okay. So then it captures that. Then when I put the categorization or the hashtag of the item that I've selected, um, that through Zapier wires it to Coda. Oh, interesting. Okay. So that's the collection, like the, the buckets, the... the okay. Categories that collects those inside of Coda. Uh, Zapier is my uh, tool of choice for wiring got rapid it. ideas, got and it, and got the it. got it. The keyboard is kind of the mechanism by which to reduce the uh, the time between yes. uh, double click yeah. and actually having a uh, my thought registered inside of a, the database with a, s a functional um, um, category or or a t yeah. master tag. Let's say master tag. So. So it goes idea to double click to the microphone for the keyboard function, enter in my my voice, translate to text, then after that is tag it, and then this part is synapse. Is the that, whole thing synapse? That synapse? loads it into the synapse database. And the synapse is a neurotechnology. It's a it's a it's a tool to explore your unconscious, uh, a mirror to reflect your unconscious. Okay, so the synapse part is that part that I'm then categorizing. Yeah, it's the architecture. The architecture that then also works with Zapier that then sends the to Coda. Yes, the, yes. Okay, so Coda then, collects this data and then, and Coda then is manipulates your, it. In a, Coda is your digital backpack. Yes, okay. yes. This is all your digital backpack infrastructure, but Coda is the actual backpack itself that then yes. you go. So to me, the sort of way that I kind of am doing this right now would be that I would do something like 
as I have that profound thought, I would probably add that into one of my like Evernote files. But then it does seem like this is a lot more. The speed, I think, is probably... Um, it might be somewhere around 5x. It might be five times faster to do it this way is what it appears right now, which is which is very exciting. That's, and, that's a big deal. And uh, um, so so what's even more interesting is the actual post-processing capabilities, uh, which I would like to... Uh, let me see if we can okay, mirror it. Yeah. One sec, we're, we're starting the mirror again. Yeah. Hold on. So i got to find... Okay, I found it here, mirror PC. So... Um, so now to reflect this so so let me just let's see if it pops up okay so so here's uh and and these architectures right they're you they're they can be fairly sophisticated i mean i've built close to about 15 of them to uh automate different aspects of my life so one would be a to-do list tracker right build a focus module uh uh, and that's something in the hyper productivity uh, category, right? So you're working on how to make things more productive. These three buttons, one of them is a uh, uh, a dream capture. Actually, maybe if we click that, it's a dream capture thing. So I wake up and I, I, I record a dream and I do an analysis. So you see how there's pre-categorized things. And if I choose a category, right? So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy to show my, <laughs> let's just say these are the, the. so if it's a full lucid dream or, 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 or um, you know, our favorite, uh, let's say sex dreams, right? Oh my right? God, or a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It creates a, um, it creates a, uh, let's say uh, a calculator right over here. So let's say, my, uh, what was your lucidity in the dream? So that manipulates the sleep score calculator, quality of sleep. So essentially you're training your mind to, uh, to um, get certain types of dreams. Uh, anyway, that, that, that it's just research. This is a research thing uh, for lucid dreaming, mm -hmm. but uh, it's still nonetheless a uh, almost a um, just a data tracking kind of scientific tool for yeah. capturing yeah. Uh, my uh, the, the quantified self of consciousness at its. Yeah, this is this is great. Actually, yeah. I did 50 push-ups earlier, and this is my daily workout thing. So you could see uh, over here, uh, the blue one is a face. It's funny. It's face stretch. I do face yeah, stretching. Face stretching for, is super important. Okay. Yeah. So uh, so we just did some push-ups. I'm gonna click that 50 button, and that automatically gets rid of it and shows me what I have left for the day. So this is my queue of workouts. Mm. Uh, and actually, if you wanna see deep form, that's my app that I built to track my uh, my workouts and the average completion. And you could see my, I clearly don't do my burpees, um, <laughs> you know, and, and you could go granularly inside of any one of these. And really, you, you can become very intimate with your data sets. Uh, as, here are the thoughts that I captured today. Uh, um, some of these are, uh, <laughs> Uh, there's the, the creative tax for incompetence yeah yeah saw, you saw it over there saw yeah that, yeah let me show you fantasy lab now this is kind of a fascinating area uh, uh where uh i'm currently running multiple um, labs and it even shows what kind of lab it is uh, so you know metamorphosis app would be something where i'm training active listening uh i speak enough i, I talk a lot and uh this year and next and next i intend to listen more carefully yeah. yeah you need to track your progress for that for that yeah the whole planet does yeah that's a good one uh there's an empathy uh, uh uh engine there's different tools here uh, um coexistential institute that's kind of like a uh uh essentially uh it's a research uh module for um existential risks like uh, climate change and other stuff and that's where i'm putting the basis for uh uh 
a fusion reactor. Like we need to build a fusion reactor in San Diego. We'll talk about that in more detail later. Yeah, we do. Um, so this tracks your thoughts on, let's say, cognitive revolutions, uh, conflict research. I do a lot of that because uh, I understand where they're coming from as a as somebody with the with like, you know, I have the DNA for conquering. But if you really think about it, and this is talking to all the conquerors out there, you already own it. What are you conquering? You already own this this whole space already belongs to you. What are you trying to get more of? Mm-hmm. What are you hoarding? Right, so the hoarding behaviors it kind of reduces that. Decision science is a very powerful one. Uh, I want to take you into ego therapy. That's a very interesting one. Like, uh, yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, yeah. Transforming, uh, uh, following ego all the way through, and actually turning negative ego into positive ego. To there's a way to use ego as an instrument, as a tool. And uh, I actually found that, uh, you know, the fuel that I used to use for for my uh, creativity and innovation has been typically uh, sexual drive as well as aggressive energy, fight, kill or be killed. Right. And and that's worked. And I, I, I know a lot of people that that works for. That's fine. However, over the last three to four years, I've been treated with so much love, yeah. respect, and, and, and compassion. I was just about to say that. What if love and compassion is actually a better fuel that's actually more efficient? Yeah. Which it is, is the mystic traditions actually say that it is. And yeah. I've gotten enough love over the past four years to fuel my creation of whatever stuff for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. To, 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 to abundantly give it away. And I want to invest into people. Uh, uh, and actually, I mean, this is maybe maybe, maybe the wrong strategy, maybe the right one. We, we, I don't know. But the people that deserve love the least should essentially get it the most mm-hmm. in order to wire them into the tapestry of the collective unconscious. Because mm-hmm. they're barely hanging on and uh, yeah. they want to contribute. They just don't know how and they, and they, and they resist. They fight back. They, they want to be noticed they want to help out and they need to be given support on how to do that i believe with yeah. tools like this potentially yeah yeah so let me maybe show you some uh, uh, some cool stuff so so what's interesting here let's let's kind of ju- i want to jump into a cool one uh, let's see health monitor uh, health uh, maturity dev kit that's a pretty cool one uh, maturity dev kit, right? Uh, maturity, I believe, is the most important word of the 21st century yeah. uh, because you can actually mature um, um, radically mature if you if you focus on maturing in certain areas and and these are buckets or wisdom playbooks that i've synthesized out of the thousands of thousands of notes that you know these are all notes that are then compiled into these uh um categories and that's where you recognize your fallibility your 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 humanity you rediscover it and and you surrender to to your weakness and 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 just to your love like like you start loving again you start loving humanity um anyway the point is uh the people that uh, uh you know i have this uh, question um that i often ask people should we survive as a species should we make it should we th- should we continue or should we be annihilated by ai by asteroids by uh, climate I often find, and I'm going to ask uh, publicly right now, kind of on 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 the scene. Uh, sh- sh- should should we make it? Uh, should we go extinct or not? Yes or no? Do we deserve it for what we've done to each other, 
and to ourselves. I answer right now. I, I want to live. We want to live. No hesitation. No, no, start experiment for me. No hesitation. There's not a second of hesitation. Uh, uh, of course, I want to live and, uh, and gently push away all the people that uh, struggle to find uh, that answer because they, uh, they haven't matured enough to appreciate uh, the, the profound beauty of life. They need to be guided. Mm, they need to be loved in order to f recognize uh, their place in the universe, their ecosystemic role in the society, an open source society where people contribute and, and add uh, um, uh, uh, essentially elect themselves to fix the republic. I don't need to wait until somebody hires me to fix my road or to build uh, a school or to build a fusion reactor in order to convert seawater into you know tritium and deuterium and then and then power the city vertical farms i don't I'm not waiting for any government to do in fact if they get in my way you know there's consequences to that uh i'm not waiting for anybody and i don't think anybody else should either you want a society you build it you compose it you are the composer of this reality and and uh, yeah. uh and and bring me the person that that tells you otherwise It's really interesting to me when you begin showcasing the way that you've decided to architect Synapse and Coda. So Coda is also a product of... Uh, okay. uh, 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 this is actually a really interesting point. Okay. Um, um, <laughs> uh, Co-network. Uh, connect physically, collaborate digitally, right? The computational renaissance. Uh, I started that uh, uh, after the Machine Learning Society, and that's been uh, kind of a, 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 a network that I've hybridized with, right? You can, you can find these parasitic networks, but, but positive par you know, parasitism can be, uh, uh, it can be beneficial with the appropriate organism. So the, this social network has uh, attached to the anthrop an anthropologist uh, and we and we observe and explore the world together. We we help each other grow. And I believe this will be a common theme where uh, I believe maybe si uh, simulation might be your hybrid network. Okay, these things hybridize with us, and then they 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 uh, uh, they feed off of our psychic energy, and we feed them with data. Mm -hmm. Right. So this is a very interesting. Coda uh, is a is a beautiful software, and it's actually out of Silicon Valley. And I've, uh, I, I use it in order to architect these uh, databases. Okay. So I'm an artist on top of this Coda infrastructure. Okay, got it, got it. So is it something like you figured out a way that you think right now is most efficient given what exists to do the digital backpack? Because to me... Given the amount of craziness that you just walked us through, that digital backpack is, in a sense, is kind of unpacked at your cognitive architectural level. And it would kind of be interesting to see how, if given the tools, like with my 
like 4,000 Evernotes and these 700 interviews and this type of stuff. If there was a way to work on the process of like hyper efficiency and hyper hierarchical sort of North Star prioritization of content so that the sort of constant process of always having the AI coach being showing in the digital backpack what the primary star point is in longevity and enlightenment in the North Star execution. So one of the things that sort of seems to me to be happening as a sense is that there is like a there's like a version of this that's working really well for you, but that there's nobody else. Is it available for people to other people to come in and they can build it if they want to. Okay. Uh, and in, I intend to um, uh, distribute it as soon as it's ready for, uh, you know, the mass. Uh, now, this is existential technology, meaning it's so powerful that every writer knows this. Whatever you write down starts to happen. It starts to reveal itself into the world. Yeah. So uh, I want to make sure to bring with this a ethical um just a a set of every set of tools again can be a a tool or a weapon and uh, the people that uh, want to use this as a toolbox for their uh, uh creativity i support and i will restrict proactively uh, by any means necessary this technology from people that uh, are going to misuse it uh, and I think this is a general, uh, you know, this is only one document. But, and I believe um, this architecture synapse uh, will be used more for trauma editing, for for uh, uh, collecting uh, every, every thought you collect. It, it typically, actually, if you um, if you look at them as a wave rather than a particle, every thought is a particle. But when you look at it as a wave, emotions are waves. They're not they're not a single point. It's a distributed kind of thing. Uh, you often reveal uh, you're trying to describe the same thing over a period of you know weeks uh, th from different angles. You're kind of collecting angular data about it, mm -hmm. and, when, and when you see it in uh, in perspective in a, in a in a line, you go, oh, so this sentence has a piece of this, this sentence has a piece of that, and you you consolidate those topics, those points, those individual reveries into a wisdom playbook, mm -hmm. and all of a sudden now you have a concrete structure of, of, of a synthesis of information that you can now uh, leverage uh, for your to-do list. And, and I kind of describe this technology actually as a, so I ride a motorcycle, uh, a Victory Hammer 2017 and a uh, beautiful bike. I love that, that feeling. Uh, uh, it's, it's about as intense as I am, 1750 cc's. But when I when I use this technology on my desktop computer at home in San Diego, I feel like I've, I've been on my bike, like I've been in a jet fighter, like strapped in with like, you know, G force on me. It really feels that intense. And and uh, what I'm doing when I'm flying around that thing is I'm sniping out to do's. Yep. So there's moments when I run out of things to do. You know, that's a very weird feeling when you're like, I actually have nothing to do because I've done all of my to-dos. I need to now go to a drawing board and figure out what I need to do next. You know, mm -hmm. it's a very interesting feeling. I would like to actually, 
uh, I open this up over here, maybe they can see it. So uh, number one, uh, and, and I think one of the interesting things here is actually that um, each thought, each, uh, each reverie, I call them, uh, can be distributed. And these are the ones that I've found. I'm sure there's more, but these are uh, uh, building blocks, Lego bricks, which compose the, uh, so, so for categories, for example, uh, these are, uh, you know, I've found, and these are experimental, but um, this could be a goal or it could be something that I'm grateful for or something that's hilarious, something that's uh, love related or metaphor. Now you, you get to categorize, uh, you know, projects. These are the projects that I'm currently running. Uh, so you can actually label Do you things want to briefly just also show what's at the top there, which is the actual sort of take care of your mom. They are more fragile than you think. So yeah. nice. So nice. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Like if and you're so now, what are you doing with this two sentences? Well, f f number one, um, just uh, so it's a profound thought. So this is yeah. one of the things that you double click in, you fill into the digital backpack. Yeah. And then what do you do with these two sentences in order to be able to make it enhance your North Star creativity? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, my, my mom is an angel, um, like like a real angel, yeah. uh, which, which makes my father the, a, a demon. Uh, you know, but that's a different time, different story, different place. Uh, but um, the... Uh, this idea, this thing I, I captured and, and uh, it's just a reminder to to take care of my mom, to, 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 uh, to, you know, send her flowers every once in a while, to, to actually support her, right? Our moms, if you really think about it, they're currently experiencing this digital revolution and on Facebook. They can't, they don't know that the system, this machine is, is uh, targeting them. They're unaware and, and they could be led down uh, cognitive alleys that they're not equipped to deal with their time can be uh, uh, um, taken from them with uh, games and little uh, dings and bings and notifications uh, as an as a designer of social networks I, I, I'm pro very proactive in reducing all the notifications that I get throughout the day and I'm a professional at this so again every single one of them snaps you out of your momentum Focus. When you're focusing, when you're really trying to get to the bottom of an idea uh, and interpret it, uh, sometimes a ding or a bing somewhere can really bring you out of that momentum. Amen. Yeah. Cal Newport, deep work. It's really important. Yeah. So you need to you need to be hyper vigilant in m maintaining your focus and your attention. You need to control that. And with that, um, that all of a sudden enables new capabilities. The moment you have your focus and your attention, all of a sudden you get to attend to or focus on for some family, for some yourself, if you need that that uh, uh, time to reflect upon yourself uh, and for some on others, on your community. And, and that's where I'm at right now uh, to to give back all of the love and compassion that I've received over, the, over these last years. You collect psychic energy, you build, you create in, in the silence of your, of your, you know, and then you reveal and you release and you give back. It's that like, is the it's like sponge, contract. It's like sponge theory in high level perception. Yeah. It's, it, it's super, super duper aligned. It's a very sponge theory. Can you explain this a little bit? It's just interesting that, that you describe that one because it's, yeah, it's uh Yeah, it's like 
when you absorb the as like a sponge you absorb the peaks of the fitness landscape in different disciplines if you're trying to systematize genius and then you add your unique soul angle to that and ring it out as a creative contribution that's why it's sponge mm-hmm. Num- mm. soak and then ring it I out. like that yeah so okay yeah yeah, yeah. the porous absorption of, yeah. of that kind of the, the surface area yeah you let because a sponge you know can have yeah. well, it was a ridiculous fact that i uh, like the lungs or something have 70 uh 70 meters of of uh of surface area while your skin only has seven like something ridiculous mm-hmm. like that and if you really think about the this is because of the alveoli yeah yeah, yeah. So it was it was that that fact yeah. profoundly uh, affected me, and then and I recorded it into the profound category to remind me um, to look up and and to you know look at the divine. Uh, That's one, and then another one is those yeah those bronchi and the alveoli in the lungs, and then there's also the the villi, the villus in the, the gastrointestinal tract. There's all these little tiny hairs, and so it's again one of those surface area ones, and so there's a lot of absorption that happens there, like with these ideas and and concepts something that i thought was really interesting as you're like walking us through synapse was that i like i like how it's really it's kind of like in essence it's it's a it's mostly it's a reflection of your consciousness is your creativity it's your architecting of what you think is going to be the most optimal sort of tech stack for your digital backpack and right now you know I know that I'm using a digital backpack and I know other people are using these digital backpacks. Not everybody is, but, and a lot of people are realizing that their digital backpacks can use these improvements. Like we're talking about on the conversation as well. And that it's a little bit difficult right now for the creatives that want to up, augment their digital backpacks to figure out how to do so because the sort of systematized processes that enable us to do so are a little bit in a sense limited right now and so mm-hmm. it's cool seeing yours because yours is it's really it's like it's your own unique reflection of what you think is kind of the next gen step here and i i'm what's really interesting to me is i'm trying to think about what mine would look like and what mm-hmm. the other creatives that are listening that have these digital backpacks how they would sort of also try and organize theirs and systematize theirs and make it so that they can cut those like we were saying all these you know f- steps in the middle of the process away so that they can systematize the creativity so i'm thinking about it like that so it sounds like we have we have again we have the synapse process we have the coda infrastructure and then we have um this is all in your digital backpack tristan tyler blake's yeah in individual digital backpack for now because the tool itself like you described is the double edge so you want to make sure that it's going to the creatives that you trust ethically and morally this type of stuff yeah i want to accelerate specific people high performers people that i trust and like so uh yes. my friends out there and community members uh you're welcome to reach out and uh, and uh, you know we'll, we'll we'll get you hooked up and just people that, are, that i'm uh, impressed by so i want to give it to the best first and then i'll i'll let them make the decision on uh, who should uh, share and the uh, compliments of uh, of excel of this kind of uh, cognitive acceleration so are you going to make like an SDK for them or what how, What well, are you going to do? We'll see. That, 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 that's okay. a, 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 an entire journey. I'm yeah. actually, I intend to build a, 
Um, a year ago, course. a year ago when we interviewed Tristan, he was kind of more in the nascent stages of this. In the last year, he's really built this out a lot more. And so, you did you say you wanted to make this a course? Yeah, I'm going to build a, a, a course on digital infrastructure for inventors. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So that's going to be and a then, highly specialized course. Like, a, yeah. think of it as a digital, uh, 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 like like a, a fitted custom suit for inventors like a digital you know outfit i i see these things as really custom fitted data infrastructures for yeah. your body specifically that's right it's it's very much so like the fingerprint the digital backpacks like a fingerprint and so i see so the course would enable the the hyper creative to figure out how to make the fingerprint digital backpack for themselves. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then they'll undergo that process. And it's kind of like an invite only tree branching style thing where um, it'll be ethically, morally people will be, um, they'll be held to responsible for the people they invite and stuff like that. Yeah. And then, so then this is all going to be branded as, something like synapse or it'll be called digital backpack so so or, yeah. synapse is the uh psychological uh, uh um app that kind of coll ambiently collects your inspirations and and the snapshots of your emotions right and eventually you see you see down there uh, uh one there's, second yeah okay all right we're up mm -hmm. so so you see down there there's actually uh so a couple of more concepts like neuro tilts are, are fascinating different um uh um Archetypes that you engineer for specific situations. So these are fun experimental uh, psychological kind of uh, things. Um, but down here, uh, so number one, when I'm when I'm preparing for a podcast or or whatever, um, I can actually uh, drop down that media button, and I'm I'm kind of writing dozens of articles and uh, creating dozens of videos at the same time. And when they're ready, when they're mature, they kind of pr they show themselves as having the appropriate. Um, um, you know, data collected, and I simply compile it. I, I add the um, the 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 uh, syntax to it, and all of a sudden, it's kind of a a written article that I've pre-written just by walking around. And and one of the things uh, I've been trying to build a social network for writers since I was nineteen. That was my first product, I think, that I ever literati.com was a long time ago. Uh, and uh, ever since then, as a writer myself, I've always wanted to give writers tools to create these uh, three-dimensional writing schemas, like character analysis, like every reference of the character, I want to see that, and then in the following sentences. You know, it's a data-driven approach to it. Well, um, uh, what's interesting here is uh, you actually uh, are able to write, and, and by chapters you can organize. So you could compose a book ambiently. Nobody... I don't maybe very few writers sit down this. and write the book. I love this. So, okay. So let me see if I can hit this ball back again. So the idea is that synapse is what enables the ambient collection of the ideas in the ocean to more rapidly uh, be integrated into the digital backpack. And so, okay. So we have that component to it. And then we have, again, the, the coda infrastructure. We have the, um, the I, the overarching idea of a digital backpack. So, is there a brand for all of this yet? That's or, or is that Synapse or yeah? What? Co Network is the um, or Co Innovation Labs. Uh, yeah. the, the site that that's kind of the overall um, uh, inventor sort of studio. Okay. okay. So Co and, so Co Networks Innovation Labs. Yeah. Is the a, a highest level umbrella of what is building out the 
uh, the synapse and the coda connection and yeah. the digital backpacks and then to properly. Okay. N now, now I'm following. So yeah, machine just, learning society is the community. ML society is the community arm. And that's really cool. Cause you can actually find out who in New York and San Diego and all these different places is actually doing what work in biotech or in, or in blockchains and Ethereum applications, dApps. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I host many events uh, using this. Actually, I mean, just for event organizers and community organizers, uh, uh, again, if you, if you really think every time you host an event, you take, uh, you do the same steps over and over and, and you give it a name, you have a picture. And, and once you really do this enough time, you recognize that uh, uh, three hours of work with a system like this and simply tagging the people you want to invite for speaker, sponsor, blah, blah, blah. And then you wire out uh, uh, emails. Uh, so now you could plug this in to, um, to Gmail. You could plug it in to uh, different apps for text messaging, uh, 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 Slack for team management. Uh, I'm very interested in high performance teams. Yes. So um, some, most of my research actually goes into, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe I could pull this up as a fantasy app, high performance team research. So I really wanna, uh, let's say the mission is to either snipe out a, <laughs> you know, an asteroid heading our way and we have five days to do it and we need five of the world's top experts. How would you decide on who are the people that are going to have the best aim? Yeah, this is right? exactly it's a this legitimate is, question. This is very important. There's a lot of these sort of uh, critical questions like that. Mirrors may on I, satellites. May, may, I, may I for a moment, because I think I think one of the things that um, people like, especially like you, may be extremely um, uh you might be underestimating a bit, or maybe in this case it'd be over. I think, yeah, I think it's over. Yeah, you're. I think you're overestimating the ability of people to understand your own cognitive schema. Oh, yeah, maybe. Okay, so I think that's why I have to do this, because I'm having a lot of... I've known you for a couple years, and I don't even... I don't even fully follow a lot of your schema and and i've known you a couple of years and so now you're you know you're on the program and you're trying to share your schema and we need in a sense we just we just need a a, a small little um architectural um, map. map yeah exactly yeah. and so and so what i'll do is i'll try and sort of do this and then you can tell me where where things are on or sure. off and stuff so and then okay. i would love to show so, them stem notebook which will. is a totally yeah. different but that's interpretation. In, but that's yeah. the stem notebook is still within co-network right yes, it's yes, yes, co-networks yeah. innovation labs right yes, yes yes and and is it correct to say that uh stem notebook within co-network innovation labs is it's um it's it's not it's connected to synapse and digital backpacks and stuff like that but it's it's its own sort of branch of that okay yeah. so all right let's let's let me let me draw this let sure. me draw yeah, this yeah. okay okay so the top umbrella term is the is the co-network and then you have you know these are the you have the innovation labs and then now you have the this is the sort of, uh, you know, this is the digital backpack. And we're tr actually, let me use a, I just want to use another color to sort of help with yeah. this process. See, the step that you're doing, actually, um, that's one of the interesting things that once you start building your custom fitted suit, your, right, your data uh, infrastructure, 
uh, you start to have to catalog things and, and use taxonomy uh, and, an, and build an ontology, your own specific one. Yeah. And once you have to do that, that force that's a forcing function is, yeah. for you to now organize and catalog things. And you start recognizing that, oh, wait a minute, this is connected to there or this yeah. piece of wisdom is relevant in multiple projects. You don't have to rewrite it again. You know, you've already done the, the analysis on this, the calculus. And now you simply need to uh, let it uh, uh, um, be useful in multiple projects. So, so that's kind of the also the symmetry of uh, of the system. There's there's a lot of beauty in in the way that it's composed as well in in that perspective. Yeah. So. All right. So this uses those. So okay, if I have this right, you, the Code Network Innovation Labs is the umbrella, and then within it you have the yeah. architecture of Co Innovation Labs is the is the top co-innovation labs yeah and the network is like more like the ml society co-network is a social network yes. uh, that i built for computational scientists yes and so co-innovation labs is the umbrella for these two specific things yeah. so so we have so we have the we have the yeah so we have the co-network and we have the ml society mm -hmm. and then we have the so we have the co-network, we have the ML Society, and then we have co-innovation labs, which is this. And under co-innovation labs, we have the digital backpack idea, which is using Synapse and Coda. And then we have the STEM notebook idea, which we're going to unpack here in a moment. Mm -hmm. Is this correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. okay. And, and by the way, these are pretty fluid things. In the They're very of... fluid things. It's not yeah. to try and box things. It's just more to create an architecture for people to actually get sure. what, yeah. what, what we're talking about. Because we've been talking about a lot of different uh, ideas yeah, and yeah. terms and so I just it's it's a lot different you as a guest on the program are you're just a lot different than a lot of other guests and mm -hmm. you also speak about it in a way that is assuming that other people are really following the way that you're explaining your architectures yeah. and whatnot and so my role is to just try and help put it in some sort of a way that visualizes for people to get it at a, at a deeper yeah yeah level. sure yeah, yeah yeah so and i okay, really this like is that helpful as yeah. an ecosystem role by the way your your ability to um to take it synthesize what i say and introduce it to a population I, i've become so appreciative of this thank you. role thank you. Uh, uh in the society because yeah you recognize that some people will hear what you have to say and others need another voice to make it clear and and that's right amen you got it and that's beautiful you uh that's it. what and makes that's been this that, that's been happening since the beginning of time there have been so many geniuses that have kind of had a um, a struggle with communicating what's at the peak of their uh, conceptual schema and they need some sort of uh, an assistant in the process and I, I am that for so many different people that yeah, come a translator that. translator yeah. ELI 5 art synthesis yeah. distillation this type of stuff I like that yeah. you, you are definitely a translator of, uh, of, of uh, complex ideas and you simplify them a lot and that's uh, yeah. uh, the beauty of simplifying ideas and, and that's EM equals MC square right that's yeah. a that's a that's a lot of stuff synthesized Simplified, into a yeah. useful practical uh, um, um, tool that any day people can use and that's why uh, that's why a schmuck can throw a nuclear warhead at somebody else uh, which by the way needs to be resolved uh, you know that whole thing uh, I'm sorry but people don't that don't understand physics shouldn't have power over nuclear technologies that's a oh, that's yeah. a no-go right now uh, um, you know what I mean yeah 
you got to be careful with the democratization of, of, the powerful. of, of yeah, super of power, powerful of power, power, period. Power yeah. must only be held by those yeah. that have uh, earned wisdom. their wisdom. Precisely. And uh, especially those kinds of power. Yeah, you mentioned earlier a metaphysical point about whether we should hit our godhead or not. And I, I didn't um, hit the ball back, but I, I'm generally uh, in a pretty good understanding of Darwinian metaphysics. And I, I, I do think that that applies. And I think it would be a good idea for us on a universal level to take this seriously and to reach our Godhead. And so that would be my sort of quick two cents about that. But I think we should definitely show, did we do enough on before we do STEM notebook? We did enough, I think covering. Okay. Let's go to STEM. Yeah. Notebook. Yeah. Okay. I, I think, uh, I think that, uh, first of all, what I've found is, uh, depending on your data metabolism, your ability to, uh, uh absorb, uh, information, uh, some people just get full, like a cup. Like imagine pouring water yeah, into a yeah, cup, yeah, and yeah. it just starts to overflow. They're, actually, they're full. Actually, Tristan's been using this really good word um, since he came, and I hadn't, I hadn't sort of put these concepts together yet. But the same way that we have a metabolism, our ability to, to uh, physiologically power our biological organism, um, is the same way that Tristan's describing uh, data metabolism. And I think it's a really important analogy because before we started, we were talking about the different resolutions of perception. And in, in many ways, this is extremely deeply aligned with high level perception. And so it's important that if you are potentially living in more of a unidimensional sort of analysis, or maybe you're in the center of the bell curve and you're reasoning with a couple of these pieces, take your time with this style of content, go back and look up words that you don't know, really try and immerse yourself at a deeper level into upgrading your perception to seeing in like 1080p and 4k and above and that kind of stuff. And so eventually will, I appreciate data metabolism. It's a, it's a good one. It's uh, you can tell when you're talking to somebody that is, um, but you can tell by just by the way that they um, hit the tennis ball back in the game of tennis. So if they if they do a good job at hitting the tennis ball back, they've been they they were able to metabolize and add their own creativity. But if they do a really bad job um, or just completely ignore the profundity of the things you were saying, then you know that you're speaking at a different level of resolution. Yeah, yeah. and we're here to invest in those people to see clearly. Yeah. like we're here right. to invest into That's you. Right. That's right. I I want you to think about how when this uh, autonomous vehicle company that you're thinking about you want to you know uh put a library maybe in your autonomous vehicle or you want to put a chess set in yours and market it to people that that do that so it's a very interesting opportunity i want to integrate uh the collective intelligence of the community and, and nobody should be left behind on, on you know uh, that, un, unless they've that's uh, the role of portals yeah there's there's absolutely no reason why people should be left behind and they won't be this is chapter four portals and high level perception and you absolutely have to you know uh the the bell curve is moving at an evolutionary pace in the ouroboros cyclical shape as we explore infinity as consciousness and in this case everybody is slowly moving away from violence tyranny slavery corruption this type of thing yeah. up over time to the genius visionary level. And so portalists are people like what we're describing that then go and perform these incredible feats of shooting some sort of a portal into the bell curve that enables people to upgrade their perception. So this is absolutely critical um, aspect to no. is bringing everyone along with the journey and focusing on that process. So let's do some notebook. Yeah. All right. Cool. And I often find that, that, that when you, uh, when yeah. you, uh, when you look for others to destroy, you're typically uh, uh, destroying the parts of yourself that you hate in them. Mm. Well, every time. Mm. So notice your hate, uh, uh, and, and you can run out of hate. 
uh, you can run out of these uh, things uh, and and when you do uh, you'll recognize that you're, you're destroying the reflection of yourself leave your mental disease out of the society like like hold it on your own do not introduce it into the ecosystem we have no room for that especially during this time of uh, great uh, yeah. uh, stress like keep it to yourself um, yeah. you know or, or work on it at the very least and there's tools tools totally. for that for totally. trauma repair totally. but do not yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, bring it to the public square yep yeah so let's unpack stem notebook so this is on when you hit the site um, when you hit in, uh, innovation-labs.co on the link in the bio below, on the left, you'll see STEM Notebook and you can click that or there's another link for STEM Notebook in the bio below as well. And then that'll take you here. And so what are we dealing with with STEM Notebook, Tristan? Yeah, so, um, you know, I, I read a lot of uh, books and I w I've been watching a lot of lectures, uh, particularly these last few months. Uh, uh, on uh, neuroscience and music and uh, biology, I, I finally started to to tap, to, to touch, to understand, uh, uh, you know, biochemistry. Like it's been a, a long process that I've been afraid of it to a certain extent. It's so complicated. Yeah. So many moving parts and pieces. And for a person that's uh, that doesn't have a, a you know, uh, the ability to invest into a university and a family to hold them there uh, over a period of four years, right? And they have to take debt on, uh, sl aka slavery. So uh, this is a tool, a vehicle for people to be able to um, touch uh, um, science, to absorb it, to interact with it, uh, without uh, without having to invest the um, all of this research uh, of years and years of just compiling relationships between different phenomena this synthesizes it for you and and, and i'll show you how that happens in practice of course you, you you need to do the work and you need to watch the lectures but but when you're ready to um to take the, when you take your notes and as a child i never took notes in school i have very bad grades from high school uh, and and uh, from from college, very very bad, uh, and that's because I was uh, not impact. I, I guess I couldn't even read my own handwriting or something like that. So, one of the things I, I want to mention is that these tools are built out of, uh, um, like out of out of necessity. Yeah. I wouldn't survive if I didn't have the ability to organize myself because of my lack of natural uh, um, organization. I had to build mechanisms to help me track, you know, my, myself uh, in order to improve myself. Otherwise, if I was left to just do it based on memory, uh, I would I would vanish. So, so it's a very interesting point that this is out of desperation, literally. And, yeah. and, and that's where a lot of people can come to it in the sense of oh, this will hold you up. You won't forget it as soon as you stop. Yeah, this holds it in a digit like like a. RAM, you know, like like imagine an external database, a memory bank, and I study memory pretty pretty uh, substantially. Um, so this is kind of like a memory bank that holds the knowledge that you've acquired for you, and uh, when you need it, when you come back, it's always there. I appreciate your story about the forcing function. I think that's a really interesting um, story. A lot of people that are neurodiverse are experiencing forcing functions of needing to really embody their like genius level mutant mutations. And that, uh, will hopefully be a forcing function to create the architectures that enable more people to express themselves creatively, given how the vast majority of the evolutionary pacer is stamping out gingerbread cookies. So 
is it true then to say something like a, a, a stem note the stem notebook would be something like the like the when you talk about a subject like biochemistry and the complexity of it it's it's basically trying to connect the dots in the field of biochemistry and give that in a relatable way to the one that's interested in pursuing it yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so let's see how that looks like okay. in practice. So, yeah. so number one, if you, if you scroll over here, uh, uh, scroll down. So you see those buttons? They're not active for you because you're not the owner of the doc. But eventually, um, I'll I'll allow people to fork from here to just fork and start from this point. Okay. And cool. then to be able to um um. Uh, develop their own journeys. So these are the current uh, books, lectures, podcasts that I'm currently uh, um, covering. So okay. Should I click into one? Uh, yeah, try to click into one. Let's see what like happens. Yeah, yeah. Try to click into that. Uh, so can you open that uh, that box on the left? Try to try that box all the way on the left, right? Oh, no, a little bit to the right. Oh, this box. A little to the oh, that one. one. Mm -hmm. Try to open it. Let's see. Okay. So here with the data that you see, um, it catalogs uh, the um, uh, the actual um, course, the lecture, so it's, and if you don't see it, but there's a drop down for books, for everything. So I've cataloged this um, by domain. If you scroll down, this covers, so I've already covered this many times in the past, but uh, so I'm, I'm re-listening to see. it again. And this is for every book uh, um, in the in the database. So if you click on the top, uh, all the way in the top, yes, right there. Yeah, click on that. That will show you, actually, sorry, that's the data master. Go on the left side yep. and click on books, lectures, film. Yep. Right there. Okay. So that view that you were seeing before is now being represented in a totally different way. And that's actually the beauty of this technology. It lets you see things as graphs, charts, uh, tiles, uh, and, and you get insight into missing data just by um, visualizing it in a different way. Yeah. That's a process. Definitely. It's, it's a really very important. powerful process. We were talking about that a lot when just like earlier in this episode where we were talking about the visualization of what's in the data silos and leveraging that. So is would you say that this is a a a tailored or personalized like do I when I land on STEM notebook am I um Am I like selecting my interests of where I want to pursue? And then you kind of say that these are some really good syntheses of the subjects that you want to pursue in like relatable videos or relatable books or relatable podcasts. Um, so watch these and then you'll get a little score on how you test or something. Yeah, 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 precisely. Yeah. Okay. So so over here you're seeing uh, books that are in the AI and computational sciences category. The black ones I've read, the white ones are next. So I know exactly what I don't know or what I need to read. And if you scroll down, this is a uh, pretty, uh, uh, you know, there's a lot of books. Uh, Books, some of them are ranked. This is my personal ranking. Um, but these are the things that I've covered so far uh, by category up there. And if you scroll up, you could click. Uh, uh, so this, if you scroll all the way up, oh, okay. click on lectures. Uh -huh. So this will be a consolidated list of lectures in every category. And and this is kind of the, um, the methodology, right? To actually um, organize things and, and, and create groups. I could do this yeah. in any way that I want. But yeah, this is super interesting. So in a sense, it's like, let me see if I can hit this all back. So it's, it's maybe it's, it's, uh, it's something along the lines of this. Like currently we're maybe um, looking at specific fields of interest that, we're, that we really enjoy and that we're really excited about. And what's happening is we basically maybe we'll, we'll read a book or we'll watch a YouTube podcast or a lecture on a specific subject 
and then what happens is that basically disappears from our vis data visualization stream and we no longer ever yeah get the opportunity to kind of look at you know who we were how we got here the data visualization process we can go back and see it so in this and the case, actual notes from the book and yeah and the directly notes, like the quotes the, from the book the, <clears throat> rather than for me like taking my like I noticed here, Look just, to, just search to Cersei. start, let me, let me start mm -hmm. here. Cause I think I can maybe try and make this relatable for me and others. Um, okay. So here for under like cognitive sciences and psychology, you have books that are very common for those that are quite awake. I would say, um, behave by Robert Sapolsky, homo deus by Yuval Noah Harari, stealing fire by Stephen Kotler, why we sleep by Matthew Walker, thinking fast and slow by, uh, Daniel Kahneman and, uh, Amos Versky. And I think what we're sort of seeing here is that rather than sort of um, getting through these books and sort of just having them separately in your library shelves and then or digitally on your Kindle or whatever, and then having like my notes, for example, on Homo Deus or Why We Sleep by Matt Walker, my notes are in Evernote then. And then if I want to ever access those, I need to go there and access them there. I see you have these little bars at the top that show maybe progress or proficiency maybe is another way. Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. even if you've read, you know, Why We Sleep, you read it three years ago. How much do you really remember from Why We Sleep? And so maybe there's, you know, for me, the way that I would go back right now is I would go to my note in Evernote, Why We Sleep. And I would look for, because I do this process of exegesis where I basically highlight out or star, use emojis and colors and boldings and all this type of work to sort of draw out the salient points. And I would have to go and review that for like five, 10 minutes before I would maybe talk to Matt about his work. Mm -hmm. And so, or if I want to revisit it because someone else triggered me to revisit it. So sort of, this is the process of being able to catalog your, not only what you did in terms of books, lectures, podcasts, where you're sort of heading, you, this is the beginnings of that sort of AI coach that helps along the way of, oh, we're noticing that you wanna get into learning how to do uh, daps on Ethereum in order for you to do so, you have to you know watch these four talks that Vitalik gives, this type of thing. Mm -hmm. And you have to go through the process of actually doing one of the um, programming uh, yourself in Ethereum. And so I really like that a lot. I think that it's a very important and helpful um, visualization. So the STEM notebook is tailored individually yeah, uh, yeah. So, so this is a general. Like, these are just my this books. This is that you. I'm, we're, yeah, we're on now, Tristan Tyler Blake's yeah, page. Yeah. Now, uh, go to. Uh, so, actually, click on uh, da Retina dashboard. Okay. Right? And I see there's a sign in button in the top right corner. Meaning yeah, that, this... that's Dakota. Oh, that's Dakota. I see. Yeah, yeah. And so, so this is built on top. This of that. is built on top of Dakota. And then, is there a, <clears throat> is there a existing for the co-network at least can they join stem notebook or is it right now it's an observing mode i'm still you, building still, it for yeah, myself for i'm still taking notes on books they, i just need it for myself and like. they observe yeah. you your yeah use and of you it. I, I want people to see what's possible I experiment see. on their own I then see. i'll give them the the actual course the tool set I see. and then let them so same fly. thing with the digital backpack we were talking All about earlier things, yeah. yeah and I there's see. a couple of other apps that i see i see so retina dashboard yeah so yeah so this button if you were to click it it would immediately take you to a new note in that book so that it's a kind of a rapid entry book so uh, it's very cool here shows you like a, a graph of uh, my current uh, so knowledge is, so this is what oh what percentage you're complete in exactly. these different fields so you you wrote these different titles of fields that you want to pursue as your interest and then then you've added the little like uh 
the little widgets of the different fields and maybe you've added like 26 widgets and then if you've only done uh, 13 of them it would say 50 percent precisely yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes so okay. i'm tracking my progress just to make sure that uh, um it's a forcing function for me to continue reading and plus when i finish this i know what i need to do next like yeah. I, like all those books that you saw that are white they're gonna one by one kind of fall into the black zone yeah uh, because i'm covering knowledge that i need it and i'm prioritizing yeah. knowledge that i need to know yeah yeah uh based on and you're doing it in a way that is really systematized and organized towards that north star you're kind of acting as your own ai coach right now like um I, I, I kind of I'm getting your analogy more in terms of you kind of flying in that like jet and like tackling the to do's because you've kind of made a process for yourself that enables you to do that. Whereas so many of us are still kind of in like maybe like I have the Google Calendar and the Evernote and there's like all these other sort of places that are storing these items. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Your, your your cost of jumping between these apps, you forget what you were doing. Like, yeah. like you, you needed to yeah, post yeah. something on Facebook. You forget why you're there and you're all of a sudden scrolling something. something like I that, built yeah. a, a dark geometry media toolkit that as soon as I post, like I can, I can record something right now, uh, post it there and it will wire it out to all of my social networks at once through Zapier. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I just don't have time to post it on each one, you know? Exactly, so, so, yeah. um, and these tools, that's a big waste of time right now. I agree. Yeah. And there's some software that's doing that, but it's not as quick as what you're explaining. Yeah. But yeah. So what's, what's this now? Uh, right? this is uh, just a distribution of my knowledge, uh, uh, in terms of what I've covered. So this is all the books that I've completed or lectures or whatever by, if you scroll down, you'll see like which, uh, what are the categories? Oh, there they are. Yeah. So, so this is kind of for me to see, oh, wow, I have a lot of, um, work in that. And now I'm catching up on, uh, you know, my, my bio, my biology or whatever. Uh, and if you scroll even lower, so this is, this is, this is, this is a data visualization tool for your cognitive schema based on how many books, lectures, podcasts that you've analyzed in the space of that specific domain mm -hmm. and that's a really useful visualization tool um i really like what you're doing here and then this is another visualization yeah just another way to see uh, actually this visualizes uh how many concepts i have in my inquiry map and we're going to jump you're going to be able to click on this in a sec so uh these concepts oh, uh -huh. are i'm developing like uh you know uh there are concepts in biology in biology or physics uh that uh require a definition or notes so if you click on inquiry map you'll actually get to see this is cool uh, what happens there so so zoom out a little okay so now this is Love actually this. the bread and butter Such of this whole thing graphic this is the bread and butter so uh, okay. click on artificial intelligence let's say okay so, the, inquir so, the inquiry map okay yeah. so this is where those 400 concepts that were in the last graph yes, are, are stored precisely. so now if I go and I learn from books, podcasts, lectures, and I take in these 400 AI concepts, right now my best way of doing this is I have these, I have Evernotes that are specifically titled um, like concepts, like my core concepts. And so then in those core concepts, what I have is I have the, I have it chunked up by like biotech or neurotech or AI or blockchain. And then it's, and then it's, I'm doing exegesis again where I'm bolding like the word itself and then I'm I have the the a definition as synthesized as I've done it. And so in this case, this looks so much higher level because, again, here's all the different categories on the left. And then from here, then you click into AI and you go boom into 
the first like AI bioinformatics, bring computer interfaces, etc. And so click on one of them, like click on another one, just okay, to let's kind do of cybernetics. Okay. Yeah. So these are the main concepts in cybernetics that I've found. And uh, oh, this is way better. Yeah, this is way better. And you open open one of them like uh, this is way better. It's way faster. It's way more um, properly organized, related. related. And for example, like, yeah, it's just for me when I do, I like will literally look for the word cybernetics in my notes and then I'll find where I put the main definition. But my my process of synthesis is very much like yours, but you've put it into Coda, which is way more efficient than Evernote for what we're trying to both do. Yeah. So you're teaching me a lot about the structure of the data to make it a lot more visual. This is a much better tool for hyper creatives and hyper conceptual people to be able to actualize um, their fullest potential through data visualization in a way that's just more native and more, yeah. um, it's, it's, it's a lot better. Hey, hey Coda, yeah. if you're listening, uh, um, we'll take some, somebody plugs. needs to build out your VR, uh, data visualizations, like, uh, uh, call me. Um, uh, I can see, I can see what it's going to look like and how to manipulate data in, in multiple dimensions in a VR headset. And this will take on a, a life of its own in another way, an experiential data, a knowledge graph. Like yeah, you'll exactly. be able to actually interact and, and yeah. impact your data. This, this is step this is step two, you know, maybe if step one is kind of what we're talking about with like where Wikipedia is nowhere near this caliber of, in my opinion, the hyperlinks there are a lot less structured like this and it's not as actually fruitful. And in my notes where I try and do it, that's another small step up. This is a bigger step up, but it's still a step behind what we were just mentioning when you said that there is this beautiful data visualized knowledge graph that you get to interact with in like an AR or VR space. That's the next step. And then Neuralink and stuff is like the step above that. Mm -hmm. So but you have to get there. We have to get there. And this is the this is the step. next step towards that. And then yep. like you just plugged with Coda, the next step is to do this in the VR space and make it visual. It's inevitable. It's inevitable. Yeah. And so, yeah, so that's a good point. And actually, Coda, we would we've been plugging you a lot. Hmm. We would we would love to uh, Shashir get Shashir on here, please. Yeah, mm -hmm. get Shashir. Is that the yeah. founder? Yeah, that's the main guy. Shashir. Yeah. So first of all, Shashir needs to come on the show. Second of all, um, it would be great to uh, it would be great to work with them on the VR style knowledge graphs that we're talking about. So yeah, let's make that that's let's make that happen next. Yeah, okay. different different uh, kind of handles. Like like that's actually uh, the future of VR is to develop these uh, 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 paintbrushes. Yes. Per per, yes. per per like every brand is going to have to like develop their own uh, kind of you know uh, uh, tool set and you'll be able to interact with it pow and this will do one thing and then yes. this and and that's uh, I think that's next almost like app building the app ecosystem so maybe the app building ecosystem right now was was internet it still is smartphones and now dApps decentralized apps mm -hmm. very awesome Next is like you were describing in this VR AR space. It's really about like the gesticulation of the hand and the tool that we put the glove. It's called the like glove. A yeah, glove. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then the gloves, you switch between different gloves depending on what you want to do. Yeah. And then the gloves, whatever glove you're wearing triggers the differences in your environment that you then go and engage with and complete tasks with that. Mm -hmm. And then it becomes the brain and then it becomes the neural link, the direct connect with just the thought and action cycle without maybe some glove stuff along the way and some 
But uh, you still need to train your Neuralink, by the way. Like that's when right. you do, when yeah. you do this, when you are uh, actively collecting that. Well, the next step is to put a headset on and then append to that file a digital signature of, of your neural, yes. ac, you know, yeah. cortical activity, and then train off of that contextually because you're adding context to everything. Yeah. Well, later on, once you've have a couple of thousand, you know, uh, cycles of training, then it's like, oh, are you trying to say this again? Are you? Do you want to data tag it that way? And you either confirm or decline that, and you you train it. But there's, I don't see any other methodology. I, yeah. I really don't see the another way to get that road. I love what you're saying because the it does it's it's absolutely inevitable that the the only path um, that you're describing is that we have to create a a biometric correlate to a state of creative execution, and then that becomes the that becomes the way to train the Neuralink. So the biometric correlate to the thought centrist in text. Mm -hmm. Love you, brother. You know, I love you too, man. like that. That's we're going to do this together. Uh, we are going to do it's this happening. Together. It's already happened. They just need to find out about it. Essentially. Well, time has to we, catch up. We need to do a good enough job at synthesizing the complexity of the digital signal processing of neural correlates and biometrics. But and that related yeah. to the actual cataloged execution of whatever strategic decision the conscious agent is actually making yeah. and then having that biometric correlate in a catalog of mm -hmm. that. So that is, I think, going to be the hardest thing to mm -hmm. get right. Mm -hmm. And then that's going to be sort of like reinforcement learning trained over time to become more and more aligned with the reward function of the North Star. And then that's how that gets trained. And then uh, this is, I love how we went into the futurism right now, right here, because you're definitely spot on that this is the step to Coda's VR style fabric, which is then the step to the Neuralink style fabric. These are the steps. And mm -hmm. this is, I think this is where your genius is shining finally on the show. And I've really wanted to get to exactly this point, mm -hmm. which is to show that your genius is shining by taking us to that next step of the organizational. You're using the engineering infrastructure of coda to build the stem notebook on top of that yeah that then i would love to see an a in there for steam right that's mm -hmm. something i would mm -hmm. love to that's see. interesting yeah i would love uh, to see very the, interesting yeah i would love to see the a in there for steam and then i'd love to add and help you with the art one and stuff like that and yeah. then i'd love to work with coda on taking this to the next um v that vr level and then i hope everyone has had as profound of a enriching experience as i've had smelling tristan's genius right here is flower genius because he's totally spot on that look at how much better this is click data science and, and open you know, one of them oh i actually want to show you like, i want to reveal kind of the the interesting thing behind so open one of these use, like brain computer interface yeah okay. just open it now like click uh, this control shift space bar i believe is the okay, or, or and i don't know what it is on mac but uh uh, there's like a special uh, you have to learn these things uh, to radically ex ex accelerate. Oh, it's accelerate. But just speed. open. There's like the little box. Oh, that opens. this one. Okay, uh -huh. so so oh, okay. now so now we're in a larger. Yeah, now this opens up the actual box uh, unit, and what it shows you is uh, a uh, brain computer interfaces attached to these items. I, I actually, I'm really interested. I actually yeah. want to show you the Herodotus yeah. network in a sec. Oh, so, that's right. So this these Which buttons one? over here, plus minus. Yeah. Uh, whatever um that's actually to train yourself uh, you don't have access to that maybe if you I logged see. in you would but okay but when you click plus or minus it shows you like you're familiar or unfamiliar with the tab that's right. and okay. now you could kind of rapidly go familiar familiar not familiar familiar so you actually get to 
push to the top of your priority chart the things yeah. you don't understand about let's say proteins or something like that i see so yeah that's where we're training for what we want to learn i see i see now wh where, where did you say you wanted to take us uh, to i'll something go to the Greek? figures uh, figures so okay, contemporary figures yeah we're out on the left this is a really exciting piece of research that the, i'm doing right this now is, this is probably another one of my favorite things that that you're doing because um i have this evernote file called um influences and it's basically i have a thousand of the most uncommon geniuses that have ever lived before us today and even those that are alive today and i just have them in a rank order of the most profound and that that is extremely difficult to query and to like because if like if you look at what tristan's made here he's made this bar at the top right that that enables you to sort of can um you, can you? i i can't on right now log in. i might have to log in and manipulate it and category all but like no. if yeah. i can click category and click philosophy or click category yeah. and and enter spirituality or category mm -hmm. and yeah. an inventor this type of stuff it basically will It'll basically do the function of where I, I myself am struggling right now because the best I can do in the categorization is try and tag the individual inventors with the word and then the, uh, and um, with the hashtag inventor. And like that's a lot of work. And same thing with the year. The year, if I want to look at the specific date range of like literally, if you want to look up 1800 to 1840, the geniuses in that period of time, I can't do that right mm -hmm. now. I can't like I would have to add you know, I'd have to add that specifically 1800, 1801, 1802, 1803. And I would have to add that like date range. And there's, this is a lot of, cause I'm really trying to, as we are going to have talked to Neil about as well, is that we're all trying to systematize genius and you've built out your sort of your take on how, um, you can build on top of a framework like Coda that you are designed your way to systematize your genius. And I've been doing this basically building on top of Evernote. And that's been a lot more difficult in the sense of, I think what you're doing is I think the next step totally in that direction. And then eventually it'll be, you know, you're in that VR environment and you're clicking and dragging and you're categorizing and all stuff. So mm -hmm. yeah, I, I'm, I hope that you're seeing how much this is really landing in my heart. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. 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 your genius is very much so landing in my heart oh, right now. Because it's very relatable to me, especially because I have this style of organization, but it's built on top of Evernote. It's just nowhere near as um, this is the next level of it. Well, that's my goal to support uh, uh, creativity around the world. I, I believe yep. it's a it's an untapped uh, natural resource, and it just needs to be freed. Uh, like like one of my statements uh, uh, is free the angels. Yeah. Just free the angels and let them fly. Uh, there's so much uh, beauty in the world. Just let it free. And uh, and I, I know there's kids out there that are just brilliant. That are 12, 13, 16. They need a little bit of support. They need a bit of love. They need they need a yeah. father most of the time, um, and they need courage. They need somebody to show them how it's done. They need somebody to not be afraid, yeah, uh, and to show them uh, what, what what that looks like, you know, and and to support them. So so I'm here to do that um, as long as I have energy. And I don't know how long I'm going to be here on this planet. I'm kind of a guest here, a tourist a little bit, uh, and I'm okay with that. I'm totally okay. Uh, I'm I'm. <laughs> I'm, I'm free to every every day I wake up and I'm surprised that I get another moment uh, to experience this because, um, you know, uh, 
it's it's just a wonderful gift to be alive and i want to share this uh, this gift and dance around it with everyone that i meet yes everyone I would say that my metaphysics are a little bit different in the sense that we are the publishers and players of the reality and that you actually made the decision to come here at this exact time, but that everybody does that and then forgets. That's the process of consciousness. And so I think that you came here with the very specific purpose, like your soul angle is to do in very similar ways what my soul angle is to do. Um, And you're definitely leveraging the cutting edge information technologies that enable the system of creativity in this form and so um i think that that's very clearly your your soul angle right now we should also go to cork park how many um did we get to other things on the left side of stem notebook that we or did we cover everything uh, yeah there's there, there, so 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 um the, the logic behind it like you're only seeing the the end result there's yes. a lot of uh, logic, columns yeah. that are totally, uh, totally, invisible totally thousands of different data points so so what's interesting totally. about this is actually this is the thing that i find relevant now but um i can i can uh, tag on several new kind of columns and then that will reveal other insights when i need them one That's of the so documents cool. that yeah. i'm that i'm building right now is very experimental very experimental uh, but it's uh, it essentially takes every element and then takes every column of information about it. The the f- uh, phylogenetic tree of life, uh, kind of I track every way down there. All of our ancestors, um, uh, genetics, like like all the different proteins and and uh, uh, all the methods, transcription, all that stuff. This is great. So it's logging photosynthesis, so people can see it. They'll be actually be able to see it in one picture. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, and then explored by its pieces, but they'll yeah. see the actual thing on its own, and it won't be a, a something that you need to look up several textbooks, two-dimensional images to see. Which is right now the best we have is that evolutionary phylogenetic tree that sort of curves right now in terms of the three and a half billion year evolution and that's sort of the best we have but to actually be able to dynamically like head into that and see the connections of that with like how blockchain works this type of stuff these are like the most profound i think realizations you're there that's right i'm I'm pumped for stuff like that um should we head over are we yeah let's do quark park i would like to talk about quark park because i think that's kind of um existentially important i agree great um so yeah so so uh i hope people um uh just uh just have faith that there are people out there that want to g- give you access to this stuff as, as as soon and as safely as possible and you'll be able to to bask in, in 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 our universe you'll be able to experience it you know for yourself and really um um just yeah so 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 i kind of want to share that with people because i know uh some people have like uh they're they're unhappy with the current situation but uh, when it comes to jobs like if there's a career that you want uh, that doesn't exist yet invent it create it it's free go amen nothing no, nobody's holding you back yeah go for it carve your path um so 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 yeah uh yeah i would like to let, let's jump into quark park because this is kind of my um during covid i saw i saw enough to maybe know. maybe mm-hmm, let, mm-hmm. Let, i know i know you're hitting this the story but i i think what i think what i'm gonna do because i also want to uh, make sure that because there's so much to unpack with this and then i still want to hit a couple other things plus i still want to make sure we get um yeah. to be able to sit down here let i'll hit the first ball over on a high level and then i'll, I'll just hear you you mm-hmm. hit it 
Um, from what I understand, um, the metaverse is very similar to Quark Park, which is very similar to what other people have talked about as a very much so, you know, we were talking about this branding before we started. But yeah, the idea of like what the artificial general intelligence simulation theory, bio and neurotech, infinite designer realities, that there's a massive catalog of different experiences that consciousness can enter into and undergo. And one of those experiences is to land on this planet orbiting the star that is an 80-year lifetime that we came from. So the Big Bang potentially is the metaverse. We came from there. And now we're making the metaverse and going into another cycle of exploring different experiences for conscious agents to undergo. Mm -hmm. And so what I see in Quark Park is I see that catalog of infinite experiences for conscious agents to undergo and that we become awake, truly finally awake to the kingdom of God within the kingdom of God of consciousness, the kingdom of God of the metaverse that we're entering into of infinite realities to explore, which is where we came from. Mm -hmm. That's how I understand it. How do you understand it? How do you resonate with that? Very much so. Um, You know, I'm a very visual spatial person. Uh, I love kind of uh, geometry and, and I've, I've rediscovered geometry uh, and I'm talking about in the Pythagorean sense, uh, almost like a cult of geometry in, in a way. Uh, I, I believe these actual uh, cults are coming back, these Greek uh, mystical cults, um, the Dionysians. I, I'm sort of a, yeah. a, a maybe a, I'm a, a worshiper of the Dionysian cult, you know, of dance and, uh, yeah, yeah. and, and these things. Um, I found that right now we have the computational power and uh, unfortunately not everyone can afford this yet. That needs to change. Mm-hmm. However, uh, cards like NVIDIA and, and Intel, uh, uh, some of the partners that I've worked with in the past actually, are developing these uh, uh, computational uh, 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 chips that are able to, um, to, high degree, to high resolution simulate reality uh, in VR, in VR space. So right now we're at this threshold where... Actually, you can forget you can forget that you have a physical body. Mm. Sometimes I dance in my VR headset. Mm-hmm. This is one memory that brought me to my knees. Um, there you go. This one experience where the sun was in front of me, and 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 I was I was it was very scary a little bit actually because I was alone in my room, um, and the sun is just glowing hot, and there's planets appearing. This is a very powerful experience in a, in a, one of the VR uh, games. And these plants are kind of appearing. It's called circles. Yep. Circles. Uh, and, and a famous director actually composed this. And, th- and that's when I saw that uh, going forward, I'm not, compo- I'm not creating any media that's not VR, 360 VR, kind of that space anymore. I, I just, I'm sorry, but uh, there's, not, there's no substitute for that yeah, uh, totally, experience. Totally. There's nothing yeah. else. So uh, the sun is standing there and, and I, I was looking at it and I'm just like, and I started being drawn to her. I started walking towards it in my room. And there was this critical point where I'm like, I am, am I still here? Or am I a spirit flying into the sun? Am I observing it as some conscious agent? Am I, I'm going towards it. It's indistinguishable from, from, yeah. you know, and, and I, I was coming towards it and I just broke the moment I saw inside of it. I just I fell to my knees because uh, and I had a somewhat of a of a you know a mystical experience 
I finally touched uh, the sun, which which I believe is actually a, a raw source of consciousness. Yes. A raw form. Yes. Uh, this one very beautiful experience with this. Uh, I love it. With this woman uh, in uh, uh, Miami, and and you know, just uh, I was in the sun, and when I got back to uh, to San Diego, I was I was missing her a little bit, and I went out on my balcony, and the sun shined on me, and she felt, and it felt like she was there. Yeah. And I was like, oh my god, uh, the raw source of her emerged from there and the concentrated form of this of this person uh uh you know was was the person i was meeting in, in miami at the time and it's like oh my god uh we are all drawing conscious energy from this uh system and it's the raw form and we are simply a concentrated uh, matter yeah. of yeah. of that consciousness yeah yeah, this is speculative. However, yeah. it uh, works within the infinite consciousness theory of existence. Yeah, yeah. I think we're opening up questions like that, and they're not, uh, they're not uh, as uh, you. You can ask these questions now and during this moment of revelation. It's very important uh, uh, during kind of renaissances to ask as many questions as possible. A question is an algorithm. Yeah, it is. If you ask it's a it, query, it's a query. Yeah, we have the technical uh, 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 infrastructure to answer almost any question right now. And this lead into Quark Park. This is a beautiful segue. Uh, Quark Park is the question we must all ask right now. Every, the entire super organism, the entire fucking ant colony must ask a singular question. Okay. And that is, how do we build the sun on Earth? Yeah. What's the nature of consciousness? What's the nature of reality? How do we maximize human potential, which is how do we architect the sun on Earth? Yeah. And those are the three central questions of the ethos of, of the show. And honestly, they're all the same question. They're all the same question. Yeah. It's all the same query, just different kind of an yeah. the answer comes in different yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, waves. And I, I'm actually excited to ask AI a question. I, I think all of us will have an opportunity to uh, we almost think, what is our first question to AI? What's your first question? Uh, mine is actually, what can I do that you cannot? Interesting. Yeah, I hadn't heard that one yet. Okay, yeah. that's my question that's to AI. Idea. I'm very curious. When, would the answer potentially be something around maybe love or uh, that might be a hard one. Kind of an experiment. The project that I'm working on right now yeah. is uh, um, p the periodic table of emotions. Uh, I'm trying to maybe break nothing. The answer is probably nothing. <laughs> Actually, yeah. there you go. That's probably yeah. the answer. It's going to do, nothing. it's going to be a riddle. And, or the, or, or the answer will be, um, I am you, you are me. Wake mm. up. Mm. Like, are you asleep? Mm. I like that answer. Cause Ultimately, we if, if we came from the metaverse and we're going to the metaverse, we are the AI. Yeah. And that's sort of what I'm trying to get at. And so when you ask an AI agent, like, what can I do that you can't? The reflection is, dumbass, we're the same thing. We're the same thing. Right? Yeah. Uh, which absolutely. Is, which is interesting to also sort of conceptualize because we sort of talk about when will AI agents pass Turing tests and all this kind of uh, yeah, thought a, process and and that's not that's not the big picture. The big picture it's 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 almost here. And when it is, re prepare your questions and uh, and it will probably explain it to you in the best way that you can understand. And that's kind of an interesting thing. A search engine for you, a universal uh, agent. Um, but anyway, Quark Park uh, to segue into it. Um, uh, I I believe that uh, right now um, our species faces a. Uh, uh, a wall, a you know, a 
uh, a possible extinction. Fermi uh, filter. Fermi yeah. filter. Yeah. In the next, uh, uh, the time is relevant, 50, 100 years. It doesn't matter. There's three, big, four big ones. There's five. A asteroids, not worried so much. Nuclear war, a little Worries bit worried. Um, Especially planetary now. Anthropocene issues. Yeah. Wait, regarding nuclear war, regarding nuclear yeah, war, yeah. Uh, stand down, um, um, ignore the order. That, that's that's an order. Don't whatever you do. Um, that's the end of everything. Uh, I, I'm building for San Diego a blueprint for the scientific oasis, the Western Hemisphere of a bigger brain. The Eastern Hemisphere can do whatever the fuck it wants, but the Western Hemisphere is not built on mad, because uh, that's not what we're about. The whole needs to be not built on mad. Yeah, it, it doesn't. It, the yeah. East, the whole, the whole needs. The to whole, be built the on whole mad. thing. Yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, the the brain that I'm talking about uh, um, is uh, instead of mad, we have map, mutually assured peace. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, there's no yeah. other alternative right. to that, World peace and anybody who yeah. resists that uh, gets yeah. gently nudged off the cliff. Or, or or there's a process of the AI coach that helps them awaken. But yeah, yeah. So okay. Way, so yeah. then there's that, and then there's the bio war and artificial general intelligence. These are the Fermi filters that are currently in the way of Quark Park, in a sense. Yeah. Um, but the one that's probably most exciting for uh, helping Quark Park is the artificial general intelligence, and that being sim synthesized with simulation theory and mixed realities and bio neurotech. And so Quark Park, in a sense, is the infinite catalog of experiences that conscious agents can enter into. Yeah. In essence. Yeah. You know, just to explain what this is, and, you know, we've been using this cool word. Uh, uh, what this is, is essentially a theme park for uh, scientists or science for exploring phys phenomena. Um, and uh, imagine something like one of the theme parks that have existed. So a, a phenomenological theme park. There yeah. you go. That's where, another way to explain Quark Park, a yeah. phenomenological theme park. Yeah, where okay. you come in and you could uh, touch physics. You could open atoms. They, they re Quarks reveal themselves. And all of this, all of these rooms, each one built with, with the most beautiful art by, by the most uh, um, imaginative artists of our time. Why and there's many of called, them. Why is it not called Plunk Park? Plank Park, yeah, yeah. Uh, because uh, uh, because uh, 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 string theory is bullshit. But that's my personal uh, oh, interesting. Uh, anyway, uh, uh, okay. that's actually that's the fun of it. The okay. but each I want people to artists. disagree about and, yeah, that yeah. Uh, yeah. and have real real debates, uh, uh, mathematical debate night, right? Yeah, that stuff like that's, that. Yeah, yeah. it's so, beautiful. So right so now that's... we want to do that in the sports stadiums on our way in this. Well, on yeah. our trajectory. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and we will. Um, yeah, we will. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is more exciting it. than anything else. Than, yeah. To understand how the Big Bang worked, it's, uh, or, or, you know, how it happened the first few milliseconds, um, um, there's nothing more exciting than that. No touchdown. No, I don't, I don't give a shit about any sports team. Like, this is, I care about the nature of, of, of our, our beginning and uh, the, and you can do both. Like. And if, if you do yeah. both, yeah. if you and if you do both, if you learn how to care about what all eight billion people are undergoing, that's the thing that will help be you become the best educator and the best steerer of the ship. So yeah, that's something that I've learned is that I, I definitely give a big deal of love and compassion to everybody and including even the ones I aim to 
be a good mirror for even the ones I care about sports or whatever it may be. And that's, yeah, that's, that's a very, really that's helpful. a very, that's a very powerful and, and important thing and then, to remember. Th- then they're the ones that also get excited about Quark Park because they say yeah. that I want it's in a sense, it's like push button qualia is yeah. kind of what mm. it is. Yeah. 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 So Quark Park, phenomenological theme park and push button qualia and that's the metaverse yeah. that's where we go into the next big bangs and that's what now the, reason, the hypothesis is of cyclic cosmology the reason for this quark park to 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 show people to get a a, a a real kinesthetic sense of physics and chemistry and biology you know and 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 understand the process the process behind fusion to understand why the yeah. sun works the way it does yes. Um, I believe uh, if we do that and we just it's a, it's a tool for teaching and educating a, right. a, an entire generation of people enlightening that's right yeah. enlightening and then we will build uh, a real uh, um, the sun enlightening fusion enlightening yeah you're yeah. right it's, yeah. it's yeah. It, this is every civilization begins by the recognition that the sun is the god. ultimate god yeah that's right and then hubris uh, so much hubris all of a yeah. sudden yeah. Uh, all of a sudden the guards start looking a little bit more yeah. like man and uh, yeah, yeah. particular people and then uh and then civilization uh, starts to die uh, uh, cyclically. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and there's a Bronze Age collapse or uh, one of these Just other. over and over, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then yeah. all of a sudden they actually always return to the sun, how, by how the way. You... Notice, they yeah. always yeah, return yeah, to the right. sun at the end. How do, you, how do you know that this time of meeting the Oracle in the Matrix is the time that we break through to the Godhead, the gateway, and it requires us all to be hardcore focused on things like the awakening mechanisms of things like Quark Park, which is a very beautiful awakening mechanism. And that's what things Things like virtual reality and these baby step things along the way, like yeah. the STEM notebook, they're just slowly getting us more and more to that. So now again, we can't wait for governments and some some fucking bureaucrat at the energy department to make a decision. I'm sorry, we don't have time for that. No, yeah. We have we're going extinct, and unless your city adopts a fusion energy in order to to purify water and create abundant energy with no uh, no uh, you know uh, kind of carbon costs and stuff. Yeah. You're you're going to die, and yeah. you're going to disappear, and yeah. your city's going to drown. I'm sorry if I have to tell that to you if you can't figure it out, but yeah. it is a fact, and yeah, you better adapt to that rapidly. We exactly we better adapt to nuclear fusion to tackle our um, our planetary energy. You think of the Kardashev scale. You want to move the civilization up the Kardashev scale, and you have to replicate the the fusion process of the sun here on earth and make abundant energy, create that Star Trek, Star Trek future that we all know is possible in our hearts. And a massive baby step along the way is to do things like what San Diego is doing with that uh, Carlsbad desalination plant. Yeah. Um, oh, we have a fusion reactor already. At and GA. a fusion we, reactor. This is one of some of the earliest work. In this, this. Is, this is great. And the, the Middle East has been desalinating their water for long periods of time. And um, Lagos has a problem with water. A lot of coastal cities have problem with delivering tens of millions of people clean water, which is a basic nutrient of the human seed so that they yeah. can produce fruit just like the tree. And so we, we definitely desperately need that along our way to the Godhead to be prioritized. And so you're right. Fusion or bust is spot on for those that understand um, the actual science behind it. Uh, it's fusion or bust and it's Star Trek. That's where we want to go. I want to have a replicator. I yeah. want to and do... Star, Star Trek. Star yeah. Trek is a brand and a particular yeah. version of the future. Yeah, and and and, and again, if you're not a Star Trekky, yeah. like that doesn't make sense to you. Yeah. But uh, but uh, I want to appeal to abundance. people's yeah. vast abundance as far as the mind can imagine. Yeah. Push button 
anything, any experience, any phenomenology, and so much abundance that it's just everything is just the taste is like whatever you prefer. But in this case, I may use something like the most tranquil, serene waterfalls, rainforest, biodiversity, technological capabilities, all of that, friendships, families, communities, all of that packaged into switching between whatever you want um, as experiences. Your biggest, in this case, you have the blank canvas and whatever you want to paint as a phenomenological experience, you can no. do. And so as far as the mind can imagine, in no. the screenshots of imagination. Yeah, screenshots yeah. of imagination. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's a great... Yeah, this is what we're doing with the screenshots of inspiration, screenshots of imagination. We want to have phenomenological theme parks, quark park. We want to architect this more abundant future and we have to have fusion. We have to have the baby steps with what you have on Synapse, the STEM notebook, these digital backpacks, the VR environments. We'll hopefully get some more collabs with Coda along the way. Neuralinks, yeah, yeah. Training Neuralinks through the biosignatures of the catalogs that we were talking yeah. about. This is the big sort of picture around our hearts colliding. Blender and unity. I want people to recognize those two words. Yeah, um, that's right. Remember them and yeah. use them. So uh, un unity is very common today. Yeah. Uh, becoming more common. Becoming more common. And then Blender is one I think that you also pointed out to me as well. Yeah. And Open so source. It's it's the, ugh, unbelievable. Uh, you can you can build and, uh, and prototype shapes and play with geometry. Uh, there's new mathematical nodes that you can include in there. And there's a great community of people on YouTube that's already like created a, a beautiful space to enter and to learn. Uh, this is like uh, you... I, I, you're building dreams. Yep. You can take your dreams and build them. And actually, I think the future is just building games and dreams and sharing them with friends. That's right. That's the future. That's spot on. That's spot on. Dude. That's a good one. That's a good one. And the push button qualia, one of the most common things people will do is just build dreams and share them with friends and then enter into those environments. Everything that you build in the future is going to be in like a three space. And then from there, it's going to be entering into that three space and then being a conscious agent in that three space, which is is what this is no yeah. this reality is that no yeah. we just forget that we're the architects of it and that we're the ones that need to get to the godhead to keep going in the process okay gorgeous beautiful the smell of your flower was so aromatic i adored it our tennis was so on fire i loved it yeah. i loved it i want to i want to um i'm pumped also because you've uh brought Neil Sperling into my life and I'm really looking forward to talking with him yeah. here. Listen very bit. carefully. He has wisdom in there. Uh, if, if you're listening uh, actively, you will find uh, um, nuggets that are applicable and uh, a man ahead of his time a little bit. So uh, take that. Yeah. Yeah. And you too in massive ways. I love how you had a forcing function given your mutation of genius level neurodiversity and you had to architect the STEM notebook and digital backpacks and build the building blocks that are going to enable that Cork Park future. So yeah. you're spot on, my brother. I, I, and they're going to be given away, man. Um, um, I want people to support me, like, but I, I want to. I uh, my, my poverty. I'm very open about this. I'm I'm fairly poor. Yeah. My poverty is the only thing that keeps me tethered to humanity. Yeah, yeah. I feel you. And it's okay. I feel you. I'm fine with that. Yeah. I'm fine with that human, uh, yeah, that human right. uh, struggle. Yeah, that hundred bucks in the bank account life. It's yeah. okay. Yeah. I, it's okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, 
Abundance is also very important at the yes. same time. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I can make more if you give yeah. me more. Just yeah. you'll yeah, yeah. you'll see what we'll, I can we'll do. Build for more you. things, and then we'll yeah. bank take it back to a hundred by building more things. Yeah. That's what I keep doing. Yeah. It's so so, so support us. Yeah. Uh, uh, patronize. Uh, patronize. Patron us. Yeah. Pa- yeah patron we will build them. a yeah. build a world for you that you can use, explore different tools. Uh, I think that I think that's inevitable. I, I just uh, and I want to mention this. I mean, you know, I have so many friends that are brilliant uh, psychoanalysts. Of the stature of of Carl Jung, like that scale of power of of insight and depth, and they're they're going they're going homeless. Yeah, what a tragic civilization that 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 throws out their mythographers, yeah. their their inventors. They l- lets them die on the street. Beautiful yeah. ideas die on the street. Yeah. Uh, cowards, bunch of cowards. Uh, change that. Yes. Yeah. Amen. Amen. The graveyard is the place with the most unactualized dreams. Yeah, that's funny stuff. And we got to actualize that. No. Um, till next time. Till, till next time, till our next round. Um, come to San Diego. Come to, everybody come to yeah. San Diego. Yeah, Shaman of the Sun, is, early 20, middle 2020. Shaman of the Sun. I'm just going to leave it at that. 2021? 2021. 2021. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool, cool. Um, and also, yeah, check out the links in the bio below. Support uh, Tristan. Support um the co-network ml society support their innovation lab support the digital backpack initiative with synapse support the um the stem notebook initiative also really take into heart the things that he was sharing with us around the actual most ideal highest level way to visualize all of the profundity along the way to that cork park and then implement those foundational steps because that's exactly what what he's doing for us and that we need to do together so support them their links are in the bio below our links are also in the bio below you can support us and also support the other artists entrepreneurs scientists engineers spiritual leaders in your communities around the world that you believe in support them help them grow go and build the future everyone yourself love yourself Build the future, love yourself, manifest your dreams into the world, love others, compassion, infinity, eternity, consciousness. Yeah. Biggest of love. Namaste. Yeah. Thank you for joining Bye-bye. us. Bye-bye. Next, Until next time. Until next time, let us know your thoughts in the comments below in the episode. Like, subscribe, share it with other people, inspire them. Love you. Peace.